And now, ladies and gentlemen, our first demonstration of the amazing Real Keith Random Word Generator. Lewis. Staggering. Pod. Podcast. 73 and a half. Oh, welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast 109. Welcome, welcome, and welcome again to this, the latest in a long, 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 enormously long. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself here, Hart. <laughs> Line of Staggering Stories podcast. Well, I'm Crumbly. I'm Keith, who used to be real Keith, but fake Keith isn't here. No. Uh, no. I'm the token female for tonight. <laughs> I'm disturbed, Adam. <laughs> we know you're disturbed. <laughs> yeah, that goes See what the you same. do to the plastic toys of Amy mm, Pond round yeah. me. <laughs> That's very disturbed. Oh, wow. He rubs them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, and beings of an indeterminate nature, without further ado, more expensive than... More tasteless and more eagerly sought after than a punnet of Wimbledon strawberries and cream. It's the news with El Presidente. Woohoo! Don't you have to go on. Morning. The next news information is broadcast to you through the Adam Purcell. Filter. <laughs> Explitotron. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who News. 2012-2013 scheduling secret. Ooh. Well, mm. well, not quite so much a secret no, anymore. No, really. Well, who knows? Doctor Who has been renewed for 14 more episodes. Yay! We just don't know when they're air. Oh. Uh-huh. And when, or indeed if, we might see any more after that. Uh-huh. Confusion reigns huh. after the satirical magazine Private Eye suggested that the new episodes could be delayed until 2013. Ooh. To this, Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee MN, said, Private Eye seems like such fun until it's your friends and they're spreading nasty, inaccurate gossip about how horrible. <laughs> Poor Moffat. <laughs> yeah. Then BBC One controller Danny Cohen put both feet straight into manure <laughs> by announcing at a conference... There will be episodes, but there won't be as many, my boy. And there'll be more episodes again in 2013, which I think is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Who, schmoo? So that's a big year. Oi vey. So, not as inaccurate as all that then, eh, Moffat? <laughs> Are we going to get sued? Mm, who knows? <laughs> well, I'm, why not? I'm wondering why the, Danny, the head of um, the BBC One is only thinks that 2013 <laughs> is the 50th anniversary <laughs> of one of their main leading financial programmes yeah, at the moment. Yeah, clearly done his research. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But to which the no longer quite so vast toffee okay. counted on Twitter. Doctor Who misquotes and misunderstandings. 
but I'm not being bounced into announcing the cool stuff before we're ready. Hush and patience. Suggestions by Cohen that its apparent delay or scaling back of Doctor was down to shock were poo-pooed by the BBC's entertainment correspondent, Lizzo Mazimba, who claimed that the comments... were light-hearted and not meant to be taken seriously, Keith. <laughs> Whereas Moffat himself added... The scheduling of Doctor Who has got nothing... I mean, nothing... <laughs> To do with Sherlock. Give us the facts, Moffat. <laughs> Give us the facts. It does seem there is something going on behind the scenes, because it's mm. they yeah. seem to be in disarray. You know, for, standing on the outside, completely. it's... We've lost producers and all sorts. Yeah, and so, so recently yeah. we yeah. lost yeah. executive producers, uh, peers... Venga. Venga. Mm. I always get that wrong. That's not, why I hesitated. Not Piers... Piers no, no. We're not going there. Smug mould. I mean, I thought the whole idea of this split was entirely and utterly to bring it into the autumn scheduling. Mm. So when it comes in 2012... We they would then start off in sort of like October, yep. November time yep. and have a season that runs through the autumn and maybe finishes with a Christmas special or splits slightly into the new year. Mm-hmm. This now seems to be suggesting that this half at the beginning and half at the end may continue on next time. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I suspect what's going to happen is 2012, they're saying we're going to get 14 episodes, but they'd be partly in 2012, partly 2013. Yeah. 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 So 2012, we'll have six or seven episodes in the autumn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the in about January or something, 2013, we'll have the final six or seven yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is how I remember mm-hmm. certainly the yeah. old Fourth Doctor mm-hmm. ones. But there again, they've yeah. got, being to, shown over the they've Christmas, got to have the yeah. Yeah. Christmas special in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. That, that would depend entirely on when the season started. Because if the season started in late October, November, yeah. it's conceivable you could have your first seven episodes just be bringing you up to the Christmas, have that couple of weeks break over the Christmas holiday where you have your special in between. Mm-hmm. That, to me, isn't really a season split. No. Mm. You know, when I think of a season split, I think of what we've got now. Okay, guys, you are going to wait X amount of Three months, months yes. yeah. to you yeah. see the next one. Yeah. One's in spring and one's in autumn. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was... You know, the winter season goes between, just because you have... Christmas in between. Yeah, just because one year starts and another year finishes yeah, didn't break the season up. It continues no. across. True. And maybe that's what they'll do, and maybe they'll just start filming a little bit later than they do now. Yeah. But basically then have more of a lead time, time before into, they put out yeah. the episodes. Or would it be less? That'd be less, wouldn't it, actually? Mm. <laughs> but I would have hoped they'd have, yeah. they'd have worked that out on the basis of splitting this one to bring it back into the autumn. I've heard people saying the reason might be is because they don't want to film over the winter so much because remember the problems they had filming the uh, the ganger episode. yes oh, yeah. you know, freezing, freezing cold yeah. the castle mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it was mm-hmm. and they've had the problems before with um, the Vincent and Doctor One snow everywhere yeah. mm. uh, and the giant chicken yeah but but also we, we, no disrespect to them and I can appreciate that but who used to go out Virtually all year round, so it had to be oh, filmed yeah. all mm. year round. Programs are filmed in the winter. Mm. They don't just film programs in the spring, summer, and autumn because it's easier to do. You know, TV isn't no. recorded at that part of the year, so it's shown through the winter. So, surely by now, TV being more than like six years old and that kind of thing, they've figured <laughs> a way around these problems. <laughs> well, back like in... heaters and puffer jackets. <laughs> back in the days of Doctor, and they did. 50-odd episodes a year, whatever it was, mad numbers of episodes. Hmm. They were 
studio bound entirely. Yeah. They? And, and also, yeah, they didn't have the level of special effects. Oh, good grief! Most no. of the special effects were done during the recording. Mm. Mm. Whereas now, with all the but CGI, this, the shouldn't laid affect on, the special no, effects. No, but I'm just saying the CGI mm. lays it on. Oh yeah, you know, a couple then of if, months to draw a dragon season, or whatever. This or season's just becoming finished. It will transmitting whenever it was September, October, November. If next season isn't going out until. October, November. That gives nearly twelve months in which to actually what? film, post production, yeah. and transmit. There's another mm. factor here. They're moving studio. Oh, that's Upper right. Boat yeah. is being closed mm. down. They're moving to these new studios, custom built studios. Yeah, again, uh, somewhere Cardiff uh, Docks, somewhere isn't it? Somewhere yeah. around there. So that's got to take time. Also, you have to add into the fact uh, is as it's been commented, 2013 is the anniversary year. Yeah. So they could start with the 50th anniversary mm. or, or finish with the 50th anniversary yeah. if they start in, in November. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't know. So, I did have know. someone comment to me, though, and this is one for the older generation. Do they remember a time when the Conservatives were in government, <laughs> Take That was about to have a hit in the charts, and Doctor Who was about to be cancelled? And I don't mean recently. (laughs) (laughs) History repeating. I do have a feeling of going back in time. Mm. I don't think there's any danger of Doctor Who being cancelled. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. It's too much of a money spinner. And it's back to the new studios, custom-built studios, which were built with Doctor Who, Sarah Chain Adventures, (laughs) and Casualty in mind. Yeah. Mm. So, well, they just have Casualty, just Casualty in there now. Yeah, it's a little Mm. bit too large just for that. I, I think the problem the BBC have got at the moment is... They can't control the internet and they can't tr- control no. the Twitter sphere. Their own people aren't necessarily thinking what they're tweeting in context of all the other no- news that's coming out and noise that's coming out. And they are dealing with a programme that has a very large fan base that's quite mm. vocal, that's yep. quite internet savvy and is all around the world. And they talk to each other. I mean, mm. I'm not even on the Twitter sphere, and I know some of the tweets <laughs> yeah, that have yeah. gone on. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's not like it's a little closed-knit community. As it used to be. And I think they have to realise now they've either got to make sure rumours don't come out at all or that they're very quick to stamp on them and give people the facts because the yeah. fans mm. will fill in the dots and, and not necessarily correctly. And... This, and- Looking at this news bulletin here, the statements that they do make have to be coordinated. Mm. Yeah, clearly that Danny Cohen didn't know what he was talking yeah, about. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he, he was just... That was an off-the-cuff yeah. remark, and it's... You and maybe there's that. some truth to it. I, I doubt it, Yeah, because Moffat did create Season 5 of Doctor Who from scratches. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much new production, it went, and it, Shark it, at the same time. Went back to basics, yeah. Uh, creating two new series at the same time is hard work. A lot yeah. harder work than keeping them going, Yeah, I would say. Well, you mean like creating Doctor Who and Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood all out of thin air at the same time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been done before. It has been done before. But, but yeah, I, I, I say, uh, one, one of the things I also think with this, and the words have gone completely out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to you about three o'clock. Yeah. On that, yeah, yeah. yeah, two o'clock this morning, I'll phone you up so we can cut it into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I think Moffat has made a mistake by keeping Secret, yeah. Mm. At the moment that 
Private Eye came out of this, he shouldn't have just said they're talking rubbish. Yeah. He should have said should, they're wrong, and this is what's mm, really going to happen. It should happen. have gone, yeah, full, full, full disclosure. The, the cat's out of the bag, oh, yeah. so they should have gone if for... If you're seen to be keeping secrets on this magnitude, yeah. it doesn't reflect well on you. Yeah. It That's, makes you look like you're trying to hide something because something bad is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the other thing I think they need to remember is the programme is successful and popular. The programme is successful and popular around the world. Successful and popular things are reported because they sell newspapers and magazines and not necessarily accurately mm, reported. Yeah, yeah. As many a celebrity and star will know, things get voted, written about them because they're successful and popular. Mm. The BBC need to tighten up their own um, information release and be ready to jump on yeah, things, n- I think. Nothing travels faster than bad news. And it's not just us fans. How many hundreds of products are there out there for Doctor Who? Yeah. Mm. How many companies are depending on Doctor Who continuing? Yeah. And having a continuous fan base, continuous new episodes coming out? Yeah. They could be in for lawsuits if they <laughs> screw this up. They, really. Yeah. yeah. It's not just us that need to know. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. We, we've had our rant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more to be said on it. But oh, God, now, yeah. But for now, we're running <laughs> yeah. out of time. Yes, I'm sure this story will unfold mm. over the next oh, few yes, months. Oh, over the next few months. Uh, anyway, Torchwood. Ooh. Ooh. Another scheduling secret and apparent UK delay. <laughs> Here we go. Come up. As if the BBC haven't done enough to enrage Doctor Who fans, <laughs> we now appear to <laughs> be... <in> a- <laughs> <laughs> We now appear to be in a situation where the UK will be broadcasting the new Torchwood Miracle Day series after the US and perhaps even also Canada. Mm. After Canada? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, Canada, sorry. Our United States young friends, or those that can see stars anyway, will be able to start watching Miracle Day on... I keep wanting to say Miracle Whip for some reason. (laughs) It's your own perversion. Mm. On Friday 8th of July, whilst in the UK, we'll be instead enjoying my family and a repeat of Miranda at least in the expected 9 till 10pm slot on BBC One. Hmm. As of this recording, we only have the scheduling up to, up to that Friday. It is therefore possible we may have tortured a day or two later, over the following weekend, and so may yet get to set the same day as our Canadian chums on the 9th of July. Maybe. Right, mm. the last, last I've heard about this, it is was just pencilled in for July, so... That yeah, doesn't really change I'm, I'm not sure if that's even been confirmed officially. Yeah, but you've got to remember now that this is not a BBC programme. Um, it's an American programme done with a large uh, slice of American money. Yeah, yeah. It's not all American money. It's no, it's not all. BBC money too, and it's a BBC intellectual property. It's an intellectual mm-hmm. property, but, you know, I'm just saying how much, wondering how much money talks. I mean, you have a similar mm. scenario at the moment with Primeval. Because that's yeah. going out mm. on what instead yeah, of right. on yeah. cable channel, channel TV. ITV. It's ITV. Yeah. Although it's got quite a lot of ITV backing and it's an ITV program, yeah, the majority of the backings come yeah. from someone mm. else. So it's getting yeah. onto the cable. It could be a similar kind of thing with Torchwood that yeah. you know because of the amount of um, input they've got financially. Mm. I think I could be mistaken here, but I think the McGann movie got shown in the states first because of the majority it of their money did. Mm. did. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He did. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. But back in the McGann days, we didn't have the internet really. I mean, it was around, <laughs> uh, but it, not no yeah. bit torrents, yeah. certainly no massive gigabyte uh, video files. But the problem is, BBC, if they delay it too long, a lot of people just yeah. bit torrent it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. same what happens with who at the moment. And yeah. BBC aren't used to that. No, no. <laughs> beat America is. Yeah, they they torrenting Doctor Who for years. Yeah, um, it's only in this last past year or so they've actually got wise to the fact and been showing it 
same, same day, time. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. We've got the problem that America is behind us, so the stars might want to, to make sure nobody bit-torrents it before they see it on stars, even if it's only a few hours behind. Yeah. So they might want to do it the day before we get it. Yeah. Maybe, just to be sure. that Because yeah. of the time difference. You, you can yeah. understand that, yeah. So maybe, and that... I. I'd be happy enough and, with that. And, yeah, I mean, to be honest, if I, I I don't tend to bother with that because I have people that can do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and my internet is not fast enough. It's not but my if, if, America, yeah, if a programme was transmitted in America on a Friday and it was something I really wanted to see and I was going to see it the following Saturday or even the following Sunday on the BBC or what have you, yeah. I wouldn't bother to download it or what have you. No. Or go and search it out. If, however, a programme I really wanted to see was broadcast on a Saturday, and I'm not going to see it for another month and a yeah. half, I might start asking around the people I know that know how it, to do this, mm. have you got a copy? It Can depends, you get me a copy? Yeah, it depends how long they're going to postpone it. Yeah. Anything up to a week, I think they're going to be losing out. as it, It'll be downloaded yeah, elsewhere. And anybody who wants to avoid spoilers for that week? Mm. Yeah, no, no chance. Yeah. No, you don't go anywhere near your computer. Because then no. the other problem is, if the first episode is a lemon, no matter how good the pro yeah. series is, if the first episode is a lemon, lemon, and you've got that too much of a delay, and people download it and see. They might not then turn on. Word of mouth will come out, yeah. and the program will have gone off the boil before it's even been shown um, because they've seen the first one illegally. Yeah. And we're not interested. I mean, that's what that was. What was so good about um, uh, Children of Earth? It was yeah. one day at a time. So yeah. if one was a lemon, yeah. you had uh, another one almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Don't know. Presumably, by the time this episode goes out, we will know. Yes, I'd, yes. I'd imagine. But we, Adam will probably write an addendum in the show notes. <laughs> probably along Everyone the way. know. Probably <laughs> along the way, along of ha, told you. Yeah. <laughs> and we have another story here about Auntie Beeb. Yeah. All right. BBC TV Centre. You can buy, buy it. it. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Yes, the iconic BBC Television Centre is now formally up for sale. Ooh. The Grade 2 listed building was home to the original Doctor Who series from 1963, along with the vast majority of BBC greats such as Forty Towers, Monty Python's Flying Circus and even Blue Peter and its famous garden, which is being moved to the roof in <laughs> Salford. No! How the fogs can it get up there? Yeah. Anyway, get your bid in now. They also film Morecambe and Wise in there. Yeah, the whole load of... Every, um, they did the dance around the, the central Center fountain. Point, yeah. mm. Yes, the Minister, I'm sure, has done their work. Yes. Well, if I win my £86 million tomorrow... <laughs> <laughs> so I think at the moment, they still do Blue Peter from there? They do. Mm. But just think, in about two years' time, you will probably be able to buy your apartment that is built mm, in the studio yes. where they film, because mm. I can see yeah. that being yeah. bought yeah. and turned oh, yeah. into houses. Yeah. BBC TV oh, yeah. centre is being turned into luxury apartments. Yeah. Will, mm. I can see that happening. Mm. That area has now become very affluent. Very yes. affluent. If you yeah. can't take the building down, it's got a suitable design. Oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a unique design. Mm. So, yeah. so you, will, you will have the, the Ernie Wise wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame, that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mind you, even back in the 80s, people were saying that TV Centre wasn't the greatest TV yeah. studios. I, I think <laughs> I think it is um, sort of like Castrovalvo in the office space and the directions to it. They all lead to the centre or out or whatever. You, yeah. you, quite a few people have got lost <laughs> in there. Yeah, and the setup, all the overhead lighting, it's all very old-fashioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Quick fire news roundup. Ooh, yeah. Just a couple of points here. Semi addendums. <clears throat> uh, Bernard Cribbin, OBE in honor of services to drama. Servicing drama, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, alas, sad news. Roy Skeleton, 79, voice of many a Dalek and Rainbow Zippy and George. Ah, he's dead, Jeffrey. <laughs> I've sadly passed the lawn. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Or in some cases, thankfully, mm. passed on. <laughs> we met sh- him. We met him very briefly Who's doing he? doing the Dalek push. Oh, really? really? When, we, when we hit Brighton, we unloaded the Daleks, got yep. them out, got them set up, and then this car drove past with someone screaming, exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> Brakes slammed on, pulled over into the corner, and he leapt out, and it was, was Roy Skelton. Oh, really? Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased, though, that Mr Cribbins has been recognised. Oh, yes. It's oh, a shame yes. it isn't actually an OBE as well towards silly songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be. Drama. Recently he's done a bit of drama, but he's not particularly best known for drama. I think he's done a lot of stage... uh, Between the bits we saw him when he used to be famous and then he became famous again for the um, Mm. Doctor... (laughs) I think he's done a lot of stage work um, Mm. and stuff that we wouldn't... I have seen him in one or two dramas in cameos, but I think it's much more dramatical stage work. But he's a womble. (laughs) <laughs> he used to do the wo- voice he the wombles. Yes, yes, he, he did. did. Yes. yes, he dug a hole and then he became a womble. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah. Oh dear, dear children, you are going to have mm. to Google these. <laughs> yeah, Google the wombles. Yes. Um. Any addendums? Roundups? Last minute add-ons? Want well, to quickly mention Hooverville? Oh yeah. yes, Hooverville. Yes. We don't plug it enough. And plug, we plug, 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 mm-hmm. plug. Yeah, well, four of us anyway. Yes. Somebody's going off on the I'm off. anniversary. Yeah, he's off to enjoy himself with his missus there. Last yeah. time he got married, now you're going to go and have an anniversary. <laughs> Disgusting. First anniversary, yes. <laughs> Does anyone think they're in love? I mean, God. God. <laughs> anyway, Hooverville, what's going on and where will it be? It will be in Derby again. Oh, right. It's done at Quad. Quad. quad? The Quad, I think it is, isn't it? I think it's just called Quad. <laughs> that sounds like a sci-fi alien yeah. name. My God, it's uh, Quad! quad. <laughs> it's uh, in the centre of Derby. Right, It's okay. a, a kind of media um, sort of place. Oh, right. It's on the 3rd of September from yep. 10 till 5pm. Okay. Who's going to Hooverville? Hooverville 3. Hooverville oh, 3, yes. We have Fraser Hines. Ooh! Ooh. Jamie McCrimmon, of course. Nicola Bryant. Ooh. Perry. Ooh. I love the way you say Perry. With the hands. Yeah. And for those of you without visual experiences, he's holding two spherical objects about chest high. Christian Peatfield, production sign, designer uh-huh. for 2010 uh-huh. series. Uh, Maurice Roves, if that's how you pronounce it. Stotts. Stotsy from the classic Caves Around Zarnia. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And yet more to be announced. <laughs> mm. I wonder if Fraser Hines will turn up in his kilt. <laughs> Quite possibly. I can but hope and dream. <laughs> you saw him at Gallifrey, didn't yeah. you? Follow yes. him around with the head. I saw him at Gallifrey. Hey, we've got a picture with him with the head already. We have, we uh, have. Yeah. Ooh, Fraser Hines? Yes. He was at Galley. He was somewhere between disgusted and amazed <laughs> by him. <laughs> That's most people's reaction. Yeah, so. yeah that generally was. <laughs> And two or three of us are also going to the London Film and Comic Con. Yes. 
Hello. Which is in about week's time from this when this goes out, I think. I think so, uh, yeah. Uh, a no, certain, a two weeks. Yeah, a certain Miss Pond will be there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. Hope she's wearing rubber galoshes. Because <laughs> he's going to be slobbering at I her feet. I take it there will be links upon our website to these illustrious events, should people wish to click upon them. There will be in the show notes. Also, it's Flashing Blade, the Flashy in the Park thing. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes. Flash in the Park. Oh, Flash yeah. in the Park does not mean to say you can wear your I'm, long I'm, I'm, coat I'm long... and nothing else <laughs> I've underneath. I've got the long coat. I've got the long coat. I want to run around going. <laughs> 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 Get a mess, dude. Here, I want to work with you. Here, I want to work with you. Here, I want to work with you. So, sorry. Join us on the story. Yes. Look out for us. Anyway, we've been watching DVDs. Yes. yes. Oh. Two of them. Yes. Mm. And and they were shiny new DVDs. Mm, yes. They weren't shiny new programmes, but they were shiny new DVDs. Yeah, shiny new DVDs, freshly released by the BBC. Oh. Mm. Well, fairly fresh. I got them mm, fairly yeah. cheap, actually. They got right. them mm. that recent. Mm-hmm. They, these formed what were of, they well they kind of formed the programme arc didn't they mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah I think the programme arc yes. uh, they were originally broadcast about each season apart and these DVDs dear listeners I'm sure you're pleased to hear are Kinder and Snake Dance Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Old Peter Davison. Yes, yes, yes. With yes. his round, open, bland face. Breathless. Breathless mm. Peter Davison. Breathless. running around. Yes. Anyway, ah, right. what happened? Give us a quick... Kinder. Yeah, kinder. give us a quick yes. plot rundown of Kinder. <laughs> Reading the back of the deep. <laughs> <laughs> She's had to lift her glasses up. I'm getting old. I'm going to lift my glasses up. The Doctor arrives on the paradise planet of Diva Loca to find a colonial mission Doing on the, the verge Diva of collapse. Loca. Several of its members have vanished into the jungle without a trace, leaving the survivors suspicious and paranoid. The mystery deepens as it becomes clear that the planet's native inhabitants, the Kinder, possesses hitherto unsuspected powers that challenge human understanding. Meanwhile... The Doctor's mm. companion, Tegan, becomes possessed by the Mala, a force <gasps> of pure evil that lives in the dreams big, big and preys on fear. Ooh. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> of a big rubber snake. Mm. <laughs> right. Kinder, they're those eggs you can get. Oh. Yeah, the little Kinder chocolate mm, eggs, mustard. white and chocolate. This chocolate. was entirely and utterly studio The first bound. one was, it was meant to be a jungle planet, but it was. Even though it's jungle planet. Yes. Uh, Only lit jungle. Mm. <laughs> Story-wise. Wise, these are excellent. Yes. The story you can't get any better. It I don't took think. me a few mm. views. It's a few views to get into it. Yeah, but yeah. it is very much a show, a story that is let down by its production values. Mm. I think. I think yeah. the the vision they were after is is far. <laughs> comes in far shorter than the budget allows. Mm. Yeah, and I think the the writer, uh, Christopher Bailey, himself admits that because he, he, t- he tried to scale it down a bit with yeah. the uh, sequel, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say that I have watched this twice, Snake mm. Dance, uh, Kinder. Recently, the yeah. first, no, the first time was back in 1992, <laughs> and the second time was about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I... Yeah, there were certain aspects of it, like the rubber snake, yes, and mm, the way it was on yeah. her hand, and that that mm. I kind of got let down by. And yeah. although it was studio bound, I thought it was a very intellectual story. Yeah. It's quite a clever story it is a, as it well. Is a, 
Um, there are th- the, the the effect when Tegan goes into the dreamscape. Yeah, reminded me a little bit of uh, Alice in Wonderland, and yeah. I thought there was a very much Alice you did, in Wonderland you did a, aspect mm, to that. You did a crash you zoom on her eye. You did, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and given the low budgets and the basics of the special effects, I thought the point where the Mara goes invisible, invisible, and she goes invisible, and you yeah. blacked out completely and just have their outline. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That yeah. was Based very, outlines. very clearly yes. done. I mean, an, an analogy I can draw, I mean, okay, with the whole right, the whole image of you know, the sort of snake, you know, yeah. you know, all the references to the snake, and it being a paradise world, it was yeah. very much like the Garden of Eden. That, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. one, because uh, uh, I'm not sure, I did, rem- when I watched this originally, I did watch the uh, special features, yeah. but it is uh, to do, uh, have of a lot with the Buddhist religion and also the Christian overtones. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, so when the first thing Tegan does when she comes back as the Mara is climb a tree and drop apples, apples. On, mm. on one of the natives' heads. Yeah, yeah there's... After getting all a bit yeah. aroused. Well, there's <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the snake in the garden, the garden of paradise, mm, and you've it. got the female trying to sort of, like, persuade the male mm. to take a... And yeah, that kind take of, so there's a the lot. There, uh, there's, there's also quite a lot to do with... Um, this This story is very much about the mind and the imbalance of the yes. mind, because mm. you've got the Mara is taking over Tiga's mind and Paris's mind in evil content. You've got... Hindle, who's the security guard, going totally, <laughs> totally out of yeah. his mind. I, 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 think, I think we have to... Uh, the, the actor. I can't, remember the, the name, I can't <laughs> remember the name of the actor, but I think uh, we have to... Special nomination towards him for going completely, oh, completely. Yeah. fruit loop. Yeah, so I mean, hat stand. Yeah. 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 You've got I the mean, commander that sees the kinder box who then goes on who's to sent, childlike. Yeah. Not so much childlike, he becomes very idyllic. Well, mm. he, I, I think... To a, to a certain extent, he is sent mad, or at least mm. sent into shock. Mm. For I'd about say shock. What, yeah, what he's had to face. Well, he's, he's meant to have been uh, taken back to childhood. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, another another comparison I can draw is, I mean, especially with um, the dome yeah. and mm. such. I mean, especially the uniforms the, the security staff are wearing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was very sort of 19th century sort of pith helmet. Very British. Yeah, it's British like Amy. Yeah, Amy, Amy is the most... Oh, yeah. Carbold Amy. Hello, <laughs> Carbold Grunhilda Knobnacker. Yeah. Wearing a pith helmet. With a pith mm. helmet, yeah. Yeah, is that, is that colonial yes. investigation yeah, that's what, mm. it, yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. It's all very Days of the Raj and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. Very, very, as I said, mm. very Victorian empire. Oh, good grief, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Very stiff upper lip. Yeah, mm. That's it. It's always thrashed every day of my life. It did me, made me the man I am today. Mm, crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was it, yeah. Mm, speaking of stiff, you know, sort of, uh, the sight of Norris using that abbreviated nurse's question. <laughs> <laughs> they she had the glasses on, she looked quite good. Mm, yeah. yeah. A bit older. They had, they had the problem that they faced with a lot of this season. We had, as not yet, had... Um, Turlow joined the crew. No, no, this Blank is still... Death at this point. Yeah. yeah, this is... But we still had three um, assistants, so oh, they had yeah. to get rid of Nissa completely, so yeah. she's only in it for about the first five minutes. She, she, she has, to, she yeah. has was, to fall asleep. I was a bit puzzled by that. I mean, yeah, I think, was that just, just a plot device? Get out yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a question yeah. of a plot, because at the end of the last story, she was 
splashed with poison or, or whatever mm-hmm. from uh, they, they from put the that in at the last minute yeah. to explain mm-hmm. her disappearance in so, this story. Yeah. So they have to. The doctor has ah, to introduce mm-hmm. induce her into um, a twenty four forty eight hour sleep to recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so she gets locked off into her bedroom yeah. in the time, like get rid of one of the assistants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I thought it was quite clever the way they actually had Adric on one side <laughs> with one part mm-hmm. of the Good people, old Adric. Yeah. and yeah. then you had Tegan the other. Yeah. Um, you know. So you, you had both the assistants actually having Doing a role something. in this, which yeah. is a bit yeah. unusual. Yeah. Right? Well, it made it a bit more balanced anyway. So. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Whereas the Doctor was running around, ready. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Bletus Doctor, sort of trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm, trying yeah. to put it all together. Yeah, good old Adric. Yes. Apparently portraying the Doctor again. Mm. Yet, <laughs> yet again, I think that's the second time this... Face. This time I think he deliberately did it yes. to try to yeah. uh, get on the other side. But I, I think, the I think mm. that's the, the second time this season he had mm. uh, in as many stories, because I believe he portrayed the Doctor again in Four to Doomsday, yeah, which, Doomsday, which is right, the one yeah. preceding this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a reputation. Now, I, yeah. I, I have to agree with Adam here on this one. I've got the feeling it was very much a, an artificial portrayal. <gasps> I, I, I am not, on the side I am not the, denying yeah. that. I am not denying that. Because he tries uh, to pass the Doctor the key. Yeah, yeah. He wants I, I am not denying that, but again, it is was falling back on old troops mm. that we've yeah. already seen once already. Yeah. Twice already. There, there was things on this that I actually did wonder about the production at the time. Um, the snake on... When Tegan becomes um, possessed by the Marla, she has the snake on her hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder why they had this, like, plastic snake, a bit like the plastic yeah. fish you have in mm. your, your hand. No, no, that was the next one. Personally, I liked the snake. But on this it, one it, wasn't drawn on. It no, was, it was it stuck on again. It was it, stuck on. But oh, right. it looked more natural. It did look, it, it did it look, look, look more drawn on yeah. than, I than it does in... I did wonder why yeah. they didn't actually get someone who is yeah. a professional mm-hmm. yeah. body artist mm-hmm. to paint something yeah. that looked a little mm-hmm. bit more like a snake than a stuck-on yeah, snake. Did, yeah, I did go to it. It does, to my mind, in this one, it looks more... Like a natural tattoo or drawing. It does, it does closer why. than the next yeah, one. Yeah, a lot closer than the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, mm. I mean, there are a lot of things. It's a good story, and I, I, I enjoyed watching this immensely first time round. But there are a lot of things that let it down, such mm-hmm. as the smooth floor for the studio. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah, they shoved leaves and whatever yeah, for it, and try to paint it. But it, yeah. you know, there's only so much you can do. And we're going to have to mention it. I think we touched upon it quite a few times. The snake at the end. (laughs) Yes, the big rubber snake. The big rubber rubber puppet. I don't Uh, think it was quite as bad as all that back then. Back then. It was back then. Back it was then, back it then, was. Even, even then, it was because that's the one thing that I do remember about both Kinder and Snake Dance was sitting. And it wasn't a bad story, mm. except for the plumbing snake. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it uh, wasn't even like they'd taken a picture of a real snake yeah. and badly CGI yeah. it. It was, yeah. it was a big puppet. It was yeah, a big it, puppet. It's, being sort, it's <laughs> sort of like this mm. sort of like whirly piece of plastic with thin paper over it yeah. that, that looks like it should be a. Chinese dragon, mm. but not even a good one at that. Right. Um, yeah. so, uh, you do get the option on the DVD to watch a CGI'd snake. Very well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on, as we seem to be rapidly running out of time, Ooh. Snake Dance. Yes. Oh, right. which, is, so, which is the next... The season following that, and we yeah. had several stories in between, we had Snake Dance. Yep. 
the TARDIS makes an unplanned landing on Manusa, where preparations are underway to celebrate the defeat of the Sumerian Empire five centuries earlier. But the ancient evil of the Mara lives on. <laughs> and Tegan, who has been haunted by disturbing dreams since her time under the wind chimes at Diva Loka in Kinder, mm-hmm. is now Even a pawn the in the plan to re-enter the physical world and subjugate the Manusan people. Only the Doctor can stop the Mara, but first he must convince the authorities that he's not just a deluded fool who <laughs> believes in children's fairy tales. Mm. And this also was the first time we ever saw one Mr. Martin Clunes. Oh, yes, well, that's yes, yes, his yeah. first ever acting debut. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, again, there's a lot of... A, an excellent story. Excellent dead. story in this one. Adric's no longer in it. No. We only have Tegan and uh, Nissa in this story. Um, again, it is let down slightly by the production values yeah. because it is comp- another completely studio-bound If anything, uh, I think this one looks worse than yeah. Kinder. Yeah. Okay, Kinder is clearly... A jungle in a studio, mm, yeah. But I think it you can dispel that disbelief a bit more than you can in this one for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. And also, um, the Doctor is surprisingly, how can I put it, lackluster. Uh, mm. Not not as a not as aggressive because as mm. most most of the times he's seen as you go for him the, for the uh, information, the intelligence, and he's seen as a counterpoint to the authorities. Mm. In this one, as it says in there, he comes across more as uh, a lunatic. Yeah, a mad <laughs> lunatic who's bursting on dinner parties, ranting about end of the world situations. Well, I did yeah. love the, there's one scene where you've got the the curator of the museum who holds all the the artifacts, artifacts, artifacts. Yeah. and his assistant, and the creator's cleaning what looks like a massive great rock crystal, and the doc comes in and says, "I've got to speak to you." Don't tell me we mustn't reenact the yeah. celebrations, yeah, yeah. etc. Mm. Et yes, like every other mm-hmm. idiot. And, you, yeah. and it was nice to actually have an instant where someone's heard this so many times before mm. that yeah. that's yeah. it doesn't impress. I, I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying he comes across as less proactive mm. in yeah. this one. It, it is more realistic, maybe. But we've come to expect the Doctor to have a, a powerful presence yeah. which can cut through that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People believe him. Yeah. yeah. But not in this one at no, all. No. He is the uh, the wimpy doctor. Yeah, he, he's pushed to one side and, and ignored and things are allowed to... I liked mm. Tegan in this one as well, because in the first one, she doesn't play the Mara very much. No, no She has briefly. the Mara in the dream scenes, briefly when she comes out and then she falls asleep. Yeah. In this one, she's very much possessed by the Mara. Oh, mm. grief and then um, some, And no. she plays the... The character, she could have gone so over the top yeah. with it, <laughs> but she didn't. She kept it no. just the right side, and menacing without being silly. And that has been the bane of Janet Fielding's life for quite a number of years. Because really? certainly towards the latter part of the 80s, whenever convention she went to, she was asked to do the, the laugh. Ma- the Mime oh, really? laugh. <laughs> yeah. And she got so fed. That's one yeah. of the reasons why she stopped going to convent. Not the reason, but one of the reasons why she stopped going to conventions right. in the uh, 90s. There was also the the um, the professor, the curator's aide. I can't remember the actor's name or the character's name. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. guy that looks amazingly like Mr. Cumberband... He does. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name, but he appeared oh, in yes. Bread. He's, yeah, yes, he's, 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 he's one of the Boswell bread. family. Yes, yes. he was. Yes. Mm. 
and Bo Jess, he was a big character. He looks amazingly yeah. like the current Sherlock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if the current Sherlock Holmes wants to know what he's look, going to look like in X amount of years' time. Yeah. <laughs> and, he was, and apparently there was a, he was quite a big actor at the time. Yeah, Jonathan mm. Morris. Jonathan That's Morris, it, yeah. that was it. Um, and watching the um, behind-the-scenes pieces on this one, there was a little bit of tension because mm. you had this new actor come in in Martin Clunes. This is his mm-hmm. first, and he stole the program mm. completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was, I, I would say with this one, I'd recommend to watch the makings of because I always felt it stopped suddenly. It, it does. Stopped it really does. Too mm. suddenly, you know. Like, yeah. oh, we're all happy. Thank you very much. And you got this <laughs> yeah. ejaculating snake on yes. the floor. But watching the actual confidential there is probably about another five minutes on the end where the doctor and tegan going this will go back to the tardis and oh, really oh, everyone's okay. there asking them what they should do with the crystal and thanking them for yeah. it and apologizing and it, Massively it over gives time. um mm. it, it really has been cut purely for time purposes, yes. I yeah. think. but that rounds the story off mm. instead of having this feeling of like oh mm, that's okay, it that's mm. it mm. Mm. I'm not sure which I prefer of the two. I, th- I, I actually quite like them both. I like them both. They're two different animals, but they're, they're both different. enjoyable. Oh, good grief, yeah. For me, it's got to be Kinder, mm. though, I think. I'd, yeah, I'd say mm. Kinder, yeah. It's a great performance, the, the guy from uh, The Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going mad. Mm. Um, mad! Really mad. You can't mend people and all that rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I, mean, I think on both of them you have to um, n- not take much of a notice mm. of the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch the story, don't mm. watch the programme. Yeah, don't watch the special effects. Mm. But well worth a watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Classic. We've been watching more DVDs, haven't we? We have? Yes, mm. yes we have. Ah. Yes, very slow. Oh, DVDs. God, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, could it be uh, Primeval? What? I was going to say, what DVDs have we been watching? Yes, Primeval Season 1. Mm, yep, we have, yes. yes. Back to the beginning. Back in the mists, mists of time. time. Now, I actually watched this when it went out. Uh, so so yeah. did I, yes. Yeah, I I'm... tried to watch this when I it caught went out. about half of them, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, sitting down and watching this, this uh, six episodes? It is, it's yeah, quite mm-hmm. short. Watch, watching the mm-hmm. six episodes in one bulk. Mm. And I can, I'm reminded of why I didn't watch it the first time out. Oh, really? Go on, do tell. There is nothing, none of the characters or nothing happens in there to grip me. There is no hook to attract my attention. It is just slow, ponderous, slight humour. Oh, look, what is, can it be? Oh, it's a dinosaur. What a surprise. <laughs> you know, it, there, there, is, there, is, there is nothing in these to drag me back. Doctor Who, there's there's interest, there's enough interest there to keep dragging me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babylon 5, there was the overall arc well, this one had the overall arc. This, this, yeah, yeah but uh, we have. Oh God, what's her name? Mrs. Cutter. Mm. Helen. Helen. Cutter. Helen. 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 Mm. She she comes across as such uh, a a one dimensional evil mad. character. Mm. All I'm expect. Yeah. All I'm expecting her to have a moustache and twiddle mm. it, and then disappear into the fog. Yeah, the, <laughs> there isn't. There there's isn't, no real explanation no. as to why. I'm not sure whether there even is. 
later in the series. It's she just disappeared at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he she thought she's dead. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I got to admit, if well, that was years. the type of person he mm-hmm. married, why the hell did he marry her? Because she's a <laughs> son of a... You know, what, <laughs> what caused her to change? What yeah. caused her to be a loving wife to this yeah. cipher? Mm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. She well, I mean... That. As has been stated in uh, quite a few previous podcasts, I mean, I've always held a bit of a torch for uh, Primeval. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I mean, sort of people say, oh, it's a time-travelling uh, science Dinosaur. fiction tea t- you know, Saturday afternoon tea time series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is supposed to be like Doctor Who, but it isn't. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It was clearly made with the Doctor Who audience in mind. They were yeah. trying to get um, some of those Slightly audience. younger, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I, mean, I'm I mean, to agree. They're not, yeah. going, they're not going for sort of cere- you know, cerebral episodes as no. such. I mean, they're just going for out-and-out sort of action. Maybe they're dinosaurs, kids are little. Oh yeah, kids, dinosaurs. Though it was time traveling, it's it's not us as the viewer, first person time traveling. Things are time traveling Mm, to us. To us, yeah. A cheaper option, you might say. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so I I I I enjoyed it, and I did enjoy it. (laughs) There were certain things that kind of mystified me about it. In fact, these these. the, the, oh, I can't remember mm. what they're called. Anomalies. The anomalies. <laughs> anomalies. Yeah. <laughs> They've been appearing for obviously time in Immorial because yeah. the yeah. dinosaurs have come through, so obviously yeah. they had to they appear in dinosaur then, yes. time. Yeah. But they've only just started to cause problems. Yeah. We have been not modernised, mm. but we have been living in towns and what have you yeah. for a while. I'm sure someone would have noticed this one before Mr. Cutter season well, start yeah. to yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it's it not, been in it's the like, 60s. It's like mm. the hypothetical problem. You throw a big invitation with, hey, time travellers welcome, Yeah, have a big party. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't there any time travellers here yet? <laughs> Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. That that's for conscious time travellers who time mm. travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, okay, we could get a whole. If if anyone's watching the new series, and I don't want to give it away in any way, shape, or form. La 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 la. So, la, so la. start putting your fingers in your ear. <laughs> but there could be a reason why we will now find out that they only just recently started to encounter the anomalies. Mm. But that sort of thing has a feeling of them coming back to it later and coming up with a theory later, rather yeah. than yes. being there from the beginning. Which, if if it does come out like that. I will be slightly disappointed with mm. because I like the ideas of the anomalies being an actual thing that at some point they get tampered with. Also, in this first season, there's Cut comes up with this concept of there being a line, yeah, full, a physical full line. Uh, yeah. line mm. where yeah. anomalies only appear on this line, yeah, mm. on a map. Yeah, that, that that's was, completely forgotten later on. That was touched upon briefly. Also, what intensely annoyed me was um, Connor. No, I know. I know. I they love were, Rex. Yeah. I know they weren't main characters, and they only briefly appeared in in uh, a couple of episodes. The geeks, but it's two. Oh, the geeks! Yeah. Blatantly stereotypical geeks. Oh, oh the yeah. sci-fi geeks. And yeah, as yeah. as my self-confessed nerd and geek, they just annoyed me. Okay, I mean, right, they are, as you <laughs> I, say, they are stereotypical, but I, I mean, I think they draw their inspiration from the Lone Gunman. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even, I know they were written out earlier, but, yeah. you know, characters, you know, yeah, characters like yeah, that are put though, in there yeah. that immediately get my back up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they were, I, I must admit, I, when I saw them, I started thinking, I know they're supposed to be me, they're supposed yeah. to be the sci-fi mm. Doctor Who weirdo freaky buff, <laughs> but... I know very few sci-fi yeah. weirdo freaky yeah. buffs that quite they they were yeah. the the caricature of the stereotype yeah. mm. 
kind of unlike with Love and Monsters, the Who Love and Monsters, although they were nerdy people that hang out, they were still like fairly normal yeah. people mm, yeah. that yeah. went to the pub. You and you had li- they had life. So the, the, the whole idea of, for me for this is it would fit it in perfectly in the seventies or the eighties, but not necessarily the noughties audience. Right. Mm-hmm. I liked Miller yeah. in there. Mm, yes, Ben Miller. Yes. Ben, yes. Oh, yes. I think that's about the only standout character I did <laughs> did like. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, the first season he does come across as a very intensely dislikable person. Yeah. He's been yeah. dumped in the job, hasn't yeah, he? He, yeah. he doesn't want to be there, and he. Well, he's a civil know. servant. He's been. Yes, or been. He's basically he's he's in a situation above his head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is amazing how many of these characters survived till season five. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And there's a big gap between uh, three and four as well. So, yeah. Mm. This is 2007, this first season. Mm, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And people like uh, Ben Miller, they're still there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Rex, Rex made it through. Rex is still in the <laughs> series. Despite being probably now in his uh, old age. Yeah. <laughs> Rex, for anyone who doesn't know, is a little flying dinosaur. Mm, yes. Compared <laughs> to Doctor Who, nobody is left. Yeah, from 2007, yeah. let alone 2005. Yeah. The Doctor? <laughs> no, no, no. The Doctor's still in Not actors-wise. Actors-wise, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I do like the concept. Um, they do build upon it in later seasons, Yeah, fortunately, because there are a lot of issues with it. They do eventually address the fact that things can come from the future as well. Yeah. And I like That's the idea right, yeah. that yeah. humanity will end and there will be more life after us, oh, which yeah. is yes. what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. We are just a brief period of time, and there will be billions of years after us. Uh, they don't do enough of that, I don't think, because mm. there's probably more time in the future than there is there in, is the, in past. the past. Yeah. Mm. But that's it. I mean, certainly as it ended on the first season, you, uh, you don't find out what happened to humanity. It's just gone. Yeah. They, talk, they imply a bit more later on. Yeah. yeah. You st- Still don't find out what happens to humanity. No, because basically, sort of Cutter, yeah, Cutter, he's a new, he's in a, in a new timeline now. Mm. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> mm, yeah, because two of those little back creatures from the future, I mean, they're back, they're back here in the present. Yeah, or, or was it no, in the, in the far flung past? Yes. Yes, and um, changed time. Yeah, yeah. And that, that changed time in some manner. Yeah, because um, that woman went back into the past and she never returned. Yeah, the Cutter's love interest. Yet the secretary time mm, character. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Yet uh, you, there's this nice stable time loop of them finding the camp. Yeah, in one mm. e- early episode, which yeah. they're making a later episode, mm-hmm. which seems to suggest that time is, yeah. is a constant. Mm-hmm. Things that you do, you've Our always effect, done. Yeah, but that's then shattered by this change, sudden change yeah. of Claudia like, Brown. Again, it, the, like who they haven't established what time theory they're yeah, obeying. I, th- yeah. I think a lot of science fiction programmes fall into this trap that sometimes they do this really sort of like, oh, we'll be intellectual, we'll change the timeline, which is fine, except for, as as the whole thing about if you go back in time, watch what you step on because the ripples can be felt through. Mm-hmm. If you do change the timeline, you either have to say very specifically, in doing so, we've only affected X mm. or Everything, Everything yeah. because yeah. then you can't like with Doctor Who. They've hit reset. <laughs> so does that mean that the mm. meddling monk never existed, etc.? You can't then suddenly say, "Oh, everything ceased to exist," and then refer to someone that you've said ceased to exist. And mm. they did a bit of that in in um, Prime Evil, in that it all resets, but some things reset and some things don't reset. Yeah. 
and it Fixed does point seem in a, time. Yeah. Mm. That's a trouble. <laughs> Most time travel shows, they play fast and loose with the theory of time travel. And I, I'm a bit surprised about that with Primeval, because they only had six episodes. And you got the feeling like they had a plan mm-hmm. from the beginning mm. and they would have factored that in. They didn't seem to, unfortunately. Yeah, but, I mean, in summing up, I mean, OK, even those all people did off- offhandedly dismiss it as a competitor to Doctor Who. Yeah. The only comparison there is between between that and Who is, I mean, it's good Saturday evening tea time viewing for all the family. I thoroughly enjoyed... Mm, yeah. uh, avoid. Uh, uh, avoid, no. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed Primeval. I mean, it, it, is, it is a science fiction fantasy programme. Doctor yeah. is a science fiction yeah. fantasy yeah. programme. That is about the only two points mm, they yeah. have in common, realistically. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It, it's, it may have been initially put up uh, against... Of, to attract the Who audience, yeah. but it is not a Who show. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, for me, there wasn't enough there to drag me back. So for me, it was more of a meh. Now, it, it, it is there is that art going through, but it is quite episodic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed yeah, it. It's good. I'm with Andy it's on good this. And I, 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 later on, I know Mr. Cutter went, but, and I know he's the more more mature gentleman in there, but I still thought he was the better-looking one of the lot. But then that's maybe because these days I'm the more mature lady. <laughs> you like to sl- take it slow and steady, do you? Mm, yeah. And you can't get much slower than Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, put him and um, you know, Geoffrey Sinclair in the room together. Not a lot would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, if you if you're looking for intellectual challenging, no. If you're looking for a bit of fun and a bit of a oh, romp, good yeah. Break, yeah. yeah. Right, a quick thirty-second recommendation. Ooh. Start the clock. Ooh. Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. Ah. When you describe this book, it sounds derivative and rubbish, but it's anything but. Set in modern-day London, it's about an average, slightly drifting, racially metropolitan police constable who discovers the world that supernatural is real and a fundamental part of the city. A familiar premise, but done with such wit, imagination and believability, you just can't help but be drawn into the world of PC Grant and Inspector Nightingale. That's it. That's it. 25 seconds. 25 seconds. You've got five more seconds. Is this another Neverwhere clone? This is another Neverwhere. Matthew Swift books. This is another Matthew. I've got both of them. You've got Rivers of London and Moon Over Soho. They are both very good. I've read them. They are very good. Are they similar to the Matthew Swift books? They are similar. Is it where one of the police officers is a vampire? No. No. All right. No. It is basically, best way to describe it is Harry Potter grows up and joins the Met. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to board. Mr. Neon Court. What's that then? <laughs> well, unless it's a TV series or something like that. I think that's a TV series. That sounds right. familiar mm-hmm. to me. But yeah. I'm sorry. And who was our 60 sec- 30 second, whatever it was, recommendation, recommendation from? Me. From you? Oh, you read oh. them? Hmm? I've heard the audiobook of the first one. I'm surprised. I am surprised. He Ooh. does read yeah. words. Mm. No, no, no. Audiobook. 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 Yes. Yeah. And, I have and more time to listen to audiobooks yeah. and read. Mm. And yeah. I, think, I think it must be pointed out that this is Ben Aronovich, the writer yeah. of uh, Remembrance of the Daleks and Battlefield. Which is why I picked that particular <laughs> <laughs> She's smiling over there. <laughs> I think I'm going to be lending you a few books, <laughs> aren't I? Yes, you yes. said the words Battlefield. Yes. <laughs> There's a third one coming out later in the year as well. I I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There was a very fast turnaround between uh, there was. River, over, uh, River of London and Moon over Soho. Yeah, yeah. But then if he's got the idea in his yeah. head... Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy or an ongoing thing, but there's certainly a third coming. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, keep an eye out for those. Definitely. They're in shops now. Mm. Now, you wonderful, wonderful people have been writing to us, even though the season's finished. They're still writing to us. Oh, yes. You mad, impetuous fools. They just finished for some people. Yes, yes. It never finishes for us. (laughs) And we thank you all very much for those. Thank you, and thank you, and thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, you. and thank you. Yes, you there. Thank you. Enough. Thanks. Sorry. Enough. Just thanking them personally. And our first letter is from... Okay, um, I have a humongous letter here from um, (laughs) Mr M. Mr M. Mr M. If you don't mind, Mr M, I think we'll do a few edited highlights (laughs) and then uh, put the main letter Mm. up on the site. Right, shorter letters! (laughs) Yeah, we... We were discussing maybe asking people to limit it to about 400 words. I don't know if we <laughs> yeah, Not 400 pages! <laughs> right, uh, so very brief one. It's, hello team, team. it's my birthday. Oh. Happy well, birthday! Many happy returns. Well, I'm lying, Twas my birthday yesterday, but he hasn't oh. actually sent mm. when he's written this, so no, we don't know when he's birthday. His birthday's in the days just gone, not the days to come. I think about a week and a half or so ago. I think so. We recorded I about two so. and a half oh, weeks. Right. And he actually says, so it's a bumper-length edition from Mr. M. Feedback. (laughs) Nicholas Courtney and Elizabeth Slade and his thoughts on them. Oh, Oh, and what he got for birthday, which is a Matt Smith TARDIS playset, big orange multi-levels from his mum. Uh, uh, 17th of December, 2010. This is going back some way. Yeah, he's putting uh, bits of old feedback. Yeah, bits of old feedback. I think we may have had that. Uh, Did you see the Karen Gillum shortlist magazine? I have a copy. I do. Thank you. And and he's got O and about 24 H's on it. So um, he's doing something there. A very interesting Mm. photo shoot. I'm sure it was. Mm, Uh, Nicholas Courtney, the Brigadier. He was a good chap. Yeah. The first I saw him was an old VHS of the Three Doctors. VHS? <laughs> wow. Video. I liked him in that. And then he was in the Sarah Jane Adventures. I liked him in that. And I've also seen him in more Who episodes. Spear from the Head from Space, Five Bad. Doctors, Inferno. And I liked him on all of these. Yep. Wonderful chap. Definitely. Definitely Great agree character. with that one. Man. Yeah. Uh, 24th of December. Hello, in a very Christmassy mood today. We're in the middle of July. We can't June. be doing Christmas. June. 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 We can't be doing with Christmas at the moment. We're half a year away. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> Either do... way. So I, I'm ignoring that because we're not doing Christmas yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. I have spoken. Executive decision. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, December 2010. So, for in between Karen Gillan's legs, farewell. I think I've just misread <laughs> that. Yeah. Skip, skip uh, half a year. Elizabeth Sladen, the first ever series of Who was series. Uh, my first ever hit series of Who was series two. Oh. And by the time we got round to episode three, I was getting rapidly interested and wanted to see the previous year's episodes. And then the, the doctor became a teacher. Cars, cars drove through schools, and I was a bit wary about eating chips. So you should be. <laughs> yeah, bad mm-hmm. But there was Sarah Jane Smith, introduced by the head of Antinomy. I think that's uh, Anthony Head. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, she must have been in the last series. They brought her back. And I asked my na- nan, was she in the last year? But she replied, no. And so I thought, mm. so, oh, I thought... Then my nan said she was in it 40 years ago. Yeah, she slightly misjudged. Yeah, not quite that long ago. And then I realised the Doctor Who had a whole history and Sarah Jane was introduced to me. A tear Sarah Jane. 
Uh, oh, we're getting slightly uh, back to now. Uh, 12th of February this year. Congratulations on finishing Podcast 100. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, team. Duncan Stratton. I'm ignoring that bit. Uh, <laughs> rather enjoyed Doctor Who and the Spear of Destiny. It was brilliant. Spear of Destiny? Spear of Destiny? Spume of Destiny, actually, what he's got. I'm, I'm just making uh, rapid guesses. Uh, Mauve Dalek, uh, Bubblegum, Chewy War, just inspired. Um, one millimeter skit combo, please. <laughs> the random su- word generator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was what surprised. Exactly has he been smoking? I, I don't know. I was surprised that El Presidente let her out of her cage. Who <laughs> let her out of her cage? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> So, Staggering Stories, Series 56, Number 4. You guys were on fire, literally. It's Karen Gillan's legs again, if fake construct is still alive, and what I like about Matt Smith Riddler. And guys, the, oh, your fantastic feedback. Now, what is it? Seven, six million seven hundred eighty-three. It's a long numbers, and I'm not going to count that. Hours doesn't matter. You're still great to listen to. Although the drinking game version fifty-nine did cause me to die, I'm a ghost now. See you next podcast, Mr. M. Present number five being Human Series Three. They killed Mitchell, the third of May, twenty eleven. We're May. P.S. No. I like Karen Gillan. Yeah. P.P.S. And her legs. P.P.P.P.S. <laughs> present number six, chocolate green and black. Yum yum, four bars. I've already had two. Feeling sick from cake, chocolate misfits. <laughs> chocolate misfits? <laughs> yep, yep. P.P.P.P.P.S. I love you, fake Keith. Pardon? <laughs> this is my wife we're talking about here, and I think we should have a small discussion. P P P P P P P S Karen Gillen plus Adam J. Purcell. A locked up woman in a basement and a phone call to the police. Karen Gillen equals police conclude don't let Adam near Karen Gillen. P P P P P P P P P P P S because I don't want her damaged, she's mine. I don't oh, what think can we've we had say? such a silly letter. <laughs> well, that, that is the edited highlights, because it does come across as sort of a stream of consciousness, and I'm trying to <laughs> dip into insanity there. Before we go on to our next litter, letter, litter, litter, litter. It's all over the floor. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's litter over the floor. And given that the, um, the venerable Miss Pond was mentioned, yeah. we should really say hello to oh, Miss Pond and I, I, other I, things. I, I would like to point out that I already have said to him, hello to Miss Carble, Grunhilda, Nobnacker, because she had the pl- Helmet on, yeah. yeah. But we also Plith. should say hello to the various assorted plastic opposable Amy's. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, they've increased because he's got the character builders now, and they're without their skirts. Yes, yes, yeah, he's been taking their skirts off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and the most That's worshipful, the, really head, the venerable and worshipful, the venerable head worshipful head Hello, 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 Anyway, back to the plot. <laughs> There's a plot? <laughs> no, not after Mr. <laughs> not Mr. after that letter. We have one here from Naya. Hello, Hello Naya. Naya! Sensibleness in a <laughs> world of chaos. <laughs> Sensibility and knitting. <laughs> She's still doing it. She's got more than two squares now. Right. Hello, Staggering Stories team. The ha- creep- Sorry. Hello, Naya. Naya. <laughs> the creepy head of Pertwee and Adam's plastic and cardboard harem. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I loved a good man goes to war. Not as much as I love the Doctor's wife, but still, yeah. it wasn't a lame horror rip-off like the flesh two-parter. <laughs> it didn't leave me with a million objections like the American astronaut silence, astronaut silence two-parter. Mm. It wasn't a mess of contradictory nonsense like the black spots. <laughs> and finally, finally, Matt Smith convinced me with his p- ability to pull off an angry, threatening Doctor. And it only took him a season and a half to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I know where she's coming from on that one. Yeah, was very good, that. This episode ought to be taught in writing classes as a study of how to create vibrant characters from a standing start. Yeah. Yeah. All the supporting cast, the fat, thin, gay, married Anglican soldiers, (laughs) the Sontaran nurse, now second only to Idris as my favourite one-shot character, (laughs) and the Silurian hunter and her maid were absolutely amazing. Yep. I went from knowing nothing about them to loving them all in five lines or less. And yes, I am one of the many, many people who would happily sign up to watch the continuing adventures of the Victorian interspecies crime-fighting cross-dressing <laughs> lesbians. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be a program, mm. there. CBBC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's like checking off half the entries on fandom's wet fantasy list. Oh, yes. yes. Put candle in there, you got the other half. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm a major sceptic when it comes to the theory that River will eventually kill Rory. To me, that's a holdover from RTD training fandom to expect the most twisted, hurtful, unexpectedly sadistic kick in the teeth as a dramatic <laughs> conclusion. Yeah. And? Look at what that theory requires. A daughter to kill her father, stone cold, permanently dead, right in front of the kiddies at tea time. That's not Doctor Who, that's Torchwood. <laughs> not that I'm still yeah. furious about the underage snuff film that RTD announced that I needed to see at the conclusion of Children of Earth. It's good laugh. Forget Yanto. Killing a kid slowly on screen is just not on. Shakespeare and Euripides made dramatic plot points out of the death of children in Richard III and Medea for 2,400 years without slaughtering them in front of the audience. Take the hint. <laughs> We've previously seen, seen River compliment the Doctor as a good man. We've just seen River urge the Doctor to be a good man. We've seen, presumably, River call the Doctor at the beginning of the series. Yeah. So I just can't see Moffat, who is on record saying he wants to make who more optimistic than it was, than it was under RTD, leading <laughs> us down the garden path to surprise patricide. <laughs> Off to listen to the feedback portion of the podcast. Naya. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Naya. Yeah, I, I still think it is the Doctor. I think we've yeah. seen it happen yeah. already, the, the good man. So, he's not going to make us all depressed by killing Rory, but he's going to make us all feel happy because he kills mm, the lead doctor. actor. <laughs> yeah, but he gets better. Oh, come on, it's your dream, that is. <laughs> he gets better, I'm sure he gets better. Or better. Yeah, he kind of, yeah. <laughs> Tell you which, uh, I don't think it's much of a spoiler, I'm sure that he'd be seen the uh, skeleton... Yes. Hand, yeah. mm, yes. And when I first saw that, I thought that was at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I can see where you're coming from there. So maybe there's some magic there with the solid screwdriver which refleshes the uh, the burnt skeleton. That's my, my guess. Well, given the fact they burnt him on a boat, so as soon as the wood melts, the body falls into the water exactly. and the flames go yeah. out, there isn't going to be a lot of burning on the body, to be honest, because <laughs> the wood will burn a lot quicker and sooner than the flesh will. Oh, okay. Especially since how the fire's underneath the yeah, body, which yeah. burns through the hole at the same rate. We, anyway, anyway, <laughs> up. we yeah. have a letter from Adrian. Hello, Hello Adrian. Adrian. Dear team. Hello. Hello. I Hello. forgot to ask. Did you know? Know what? Know what? 
I don't know. That's what the letter says. <laughs> referring to last episode. It yeah. then says yeah. that pipes labelled danger, oh. corrosive, mm. might actually contain something corrosive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Generally. I think I think we commented about this in the actual uh, commentary mm. for the episode. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. But That's seriously, <laughs> is the flesh maybe the origin of the Suntarans? The brown acid armor and the creation that looks kind of Santoran. I they? can see. I can see where he's coming yeah. from. I can see where he's coming from because yeah. again, I think uh, number construct number one commented that, that it was Santarans before we actually got to see the faces. Mm. Or maybe mm. the early days of the Altons nesting intelligence, which is one I think that I came up with. And yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Later, Adrian. P.S. Oh, oh yeah. They're all at it now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> See what you've started, Mr. M. Piercing all over the place. By the way, it was my dupe that typed that horrible long first email that broke you. He sent it before I could edit it. You call him Gang Drian. Oh. <laughs> Again. Oh. <laughs> As for the Suntaran and the um, nesting. nesting thing. It's a fan thing to do, isn't it? To join yeah. everything together. Mm. I, I, think... I don't think. No, I think the the, the flesh is from the far future. Mm. Yeah. The Autons attacked in 1970, so yeah. I think they're too distinct. And uh, even if yeah. they can time travel, they've certainly gone backwards in their abilities to create anything that yeah. looks humanoid out of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think they are entirely. Yeah, separate. I think they're they're separate. Right. Well, then we have one here from Adrian again. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Ah, is this the evil doppelganger? It must letter? be. It's a three-pager. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Dear team, Hello. firstly, I apologise. This will not be an email of doom, but it will be longer than the last few. <laughs> an email of near apocalypse, perhaps. <laughs> it's pretty doom-like here. But <laughs> so, a good man will dress kinky for his wife <laughs> and then tell his friends he went to war. Was made of awesome. And yes, we do say that in America. It totally wrapped up the season in a more than worthwhile way. A half season. Though I wish SJM would do shorter mini-seasons like a lot of other British TV. Then we could have a consistent great season instead of a stretched-out mediocre season with some really, really high notes and some very, very low ones. (laughs) (laughs) He's not saying what he's talking about there, but I think we can probably guess. (laughs) I'd rather have three to four SJM TV novellas instead of the varied anthology we got. More like Sherlock is produced with longer cinema-style stories, while independent do have connecting elements. Actually, that would be perfect. We could have three new 90-minute Doctor Who movies every quarter. There could be guest chapter arcs, such as one with multiple Doctor Who movies by Neil Gaiman, <laughs> or Drew Goddard, or Jane Esperson, or Paul S. Kemp, or J. Marcus Straczynski, or Ray Bradbury, <laughs> or Gail Simone, or Joss Whedon. <laughs> no Matthew Graham or Judd Winnick, though. Yeah. I just imagine Joss Whedon doing mm. Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. mm. It'd be... Uh, They'll have... burst into song halfway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the comedy elements you'd get with Moffat and yeah. the weirdness. Anyway, Okay, maybe Judd, but no Matthew. <laughs> or whomever is your favourite writer at the moment. Who would each of you want? Uh, well, mm. I think you've covered most of the people that I've wanted. Plus, I think it is in my hopes for the future yeah. of the... Christmas yeah. podcasts, I yeah, think, yeah. covers that. Definitely JMS. Yeah, JMS and uh, Whedon. Yeah, I, I don't think... know how if Whedon knows Doctor Who that well, but JMS no. certainly does. Yeah. But anyway, but I digress, he says. Oh. I think so do we. You're drifting. <laughs> On to a good man goes to war. Favourite highlights? 
paraphrase, I don't want to be too pedantic, or indeed to take some ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba. Right, okay, thank you. <laughs> I've forgotten <laughs> the exact lines. Would you like me to repeat the question? Rory. <laughs> yep. uh, you really don't want to find out why I have so many rules? Doctor. With a short, fat, tall, gay soldier cleric couple, why would we need names? Who <laughs> obviously the doctor. Uh, and why do you put up with me with a five foot tongue lashing out afterwards? <laughs> we need a... I couldn't figure out the answer to that one. No, 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 no. We need a, a Victorian lesbian slurry and detective agency two part a story. Canton and Captain Jack could guest star. <laughs> <laughs> this is so going to be a fanzine oh, somewhere. Oh, it's got to. It's written by RTD, I think. Uh, question, though. Was she a retcon's new character? Or an older, pre-RTD character? And her lover's name was Jenny? Mm. Generated Jenny from, doc- from the Doctor's daughter? That Jenny didn't change form the first time she regenerated. But that doesn't mean she couldn't change the next time. I think it might just be coincidence there are more than one Adam in this universe more than one Gene I suspect there may be more than one Jenny <laughs> I think you're probably right everything I mean everything Lorna did for a second I thought she was going to be a young river too bad an actress could have made a great companion I wish the doctor remembered her but he pretended to and let her die happy saying he remembers everyone as we know the doctor lies kind of like Santa not Satan <laughs> I hear he, he or she lies too See, I, I took it that he hadn't actually met her. I don't think, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't think he had met her yet. Yeah, from his point of view. That's the yeah. way I took it, but who knows. But anyway, Adrian continues. Every single charming, hilarious, unconscious, bittersweet word the Suntaran said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such as, I will destroy you later. Go rest now. <laughs> and I'm a nurse and I can produce copious amounts of lactic fluid. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a good life. I'm almost 12. Yeah. <laughs> also, Rory... Rory and Rory. Yay! <laughs> I dub him Roranicus Maximus Awesomus. <laughs> Guess the Roman garb helps channel his 2,000 years of memories into kicking yeah. ass for Amy. I think that's, that was the point of the uniform. Yeah. yeah. And yes. it looks good. <laughs> the episode should have been called Freaking Rory is Made of Awesome. <laughs> you are not. But it's too bad Amy didn't have her police outfit. <laughs> Hospital hostage Amy didn't do it for me. Sorry for that, fake Keith. <laughs> that said I was sad to see the doctor come to the realisation of how he is seen by others even sad that he knows but likes to forget it the doctor lies even to himself I guess Chris W was the Daleks oncoming storm and David T was Davros's destroyer of worlds who got clever on making soldiers out of his companions maybe the doctor needs some self reflection or long term intensive counselling he could meet with the therapist if we had more time lords <laughs> Does the Shadow Proclamation have insurance that covers pangalactic therapy? <laughs> now, really, the Doctor is more a parent than a physician, at least in the RTD SJM eras. Kind of the universe's greatest dad, if you will. He needs a mug for Father's Day. Yep, upcoming holiday, not the episode. Dads ask too much of us and let us down when we grow up to see them merely as men like any other. They are our greatest champion, too, even if they can't always express their emotions. God help you if you threaten their progeny as they will burn down the cosmos if you're in danger. Well, this is getting a bit long and sappy, so I'll wrap it up. By the way, thank you for the podcasting commentary of you, et al. I actually really missed being able to listen to you all. I forced myself to wait each week due to the Memorial Day delays. Oh, Ooh. yes. And remember, the force will be with you. Always. <laughs> no, wait, wrong podcast. <laughs> I mean, 
You are all made of awesome. Ah, <laughs> really? Thank you. Cecilia, <laughs> lost in time. Adrian the American, allegedly not Ryan Giggs, and apparently <laughs> Dirty Ho. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. yes. Ryan Giggs. Yes, we're all still covered by some kind of clause that says yes. we know nothing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Right, um, I have one here from Scardis. Ah, Scardis. Oh, Hello, Scardis. Where have the short letters gone, man? This is another three-pager. <laughs> I mean, God, <laughs> have pity on me. We have to mm. read these out. It's late at night. Our eyeballs are old. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll try to go as quick as I can and probably try to do as many edited highlights, but looks like what happened to Mr. M's, it might not be a good idea. <laughs> uh, right, greetings to all you staggering story spinners. Mm. Oh, spinners? How do the monks like their coffee? I don't know how yeah, do the how monks do like coffee. coffee. Decapitated. Decapitated. Uh. Mm. <laughs> okay, first point. Fake Keith. Had they kept the ganger Amy intact, how would they wake up the real Amy? As soon as the real Amy wakes up, ganger Amy bloops. That's true. Do we know that? Was uh, mm. defending fake Keith? Here, do we know that? Did they even try? We know that because there was signal being sent to the yeah, uh, to the so, gang. So, yeah, the signal, but surely it would have the memories recorded. You know, did it? The others have saved memories. Could this one have saved memories? But anyway, right, anyway, we're not going there the, now. Yeah. We're not going there now. Anyway, the doctor didn't kill Amy. What happened? The doctor in super, superimposed a hologram of himself in his tenth incarnation, and Amy did what any tenant fangirl would do when confronted with her eyeball and flop into a pile of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> He has a little bit of Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ahead of Tom Baker's debut of Big Finish, his series for BBC Audio, also known as Audio Go, enters its third series this oh, September. Yeah, yeah. We've had Hornet's Nest, yep. then Demon's Quest. This year, the series is going to be called Serpent Crest. Episode That's one t- is titled... Tazar Wars. Episode 2 so. will be the fourth Doctor trying to protect a magazine editor for, from certain death from pitchforks in The Fandom Menace. <laughs> Episode oh. 3 will see Colin Baker step into the role as he humiliates the designer of his coat in Revenge of the Sixth. <laughs> Any more Star Wars playing words, send them to show at <laughs> staggeringstories.net where the best one will be get a special prize from Fake Keith. Oh, really? <laughs> News to us. <laughs> <laughs> so we had part one of series six and what happened they reunited in america and um they did um what was it again um i can't remember now isn't it a ki- isn't that a killjoy wait <laughs> did i do that pun before no i don't think so <laughs> what's that in the corner of my oh god kill it kill it kill it one whack out of the lamp later Right, he slumped out cold in the corner, and I'll finish him off in a minute. And when he's there, I can remember events in, in the opening two-parter. Great story, loved the Canton character. He's mm. made of uh, made of a great Briggs-style recurring character. If they ever want to go down that route, I unfortunately had a had the worst spoiler from the website where they showed the pictures of the doctors regenerating. Yeah, what the hell? My fault, really. They did warn us, but I got <laughs> over you? it and moved on. The child at the end was the biggest triple what the blub moment I've seen in my, uh, so far seen in my time of watching Doctor Who. Even bigger than Rose in Partners in Crime. She was big. The curse of the bad plot was a bit meh for me. 
I know yeah. from back when Sherlock was airing that the writer of the middle episode of Sherlock hadn't written for Who. It had only been a matter of time, and here <laughs> we are. Yeah. Perhaps the rush swap affected the editing badly, but there maybe. we go, move on. Yeah, maybe. Since picking up Doctor Who in 2007, there have been four times I've finished an episode of Who, Who with a huge smile on my face. Yeah. Partners in Crime was one, oh, but yeah. they may have been down to the fact that it aired three days after Torchwood Series 2 final. The 11th Hour, The Big Bang, and now The Doctor's Wife. Mm. That goes far beyond mm. satisfaction we used to get whenever we had a Moffat story in RTD era. In fact, it was just fantastic. To be honest, I was a little wary going on on this one. Having heard great things about Mork or Moorcock, I thought the coming of the Terror Files might be something really special. Having got it in audio, I was disappointed to find out most of the first half was the coming of some old biddy's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Gaiman was being talked up in the very same way. And then there was the casting of Suanna Jones. Yeah. Some chick from Corrie who really hammed up Mona Lisa she in the did. Sarah Jane adventures a yeah, couple of years back. Terrible in that. <laughs> and the fact that we were going to get a Blue Peter prop and look what happened last time they let that happen. <laughs> and I was a bit anxious about this one. Best how, monster ever. How very... <laughs> How very wrong I was about that. Honestly, one of the best Saturday nights I've had in a long time. Stunning, spectacular and really well written. The end scene with the Doctor trying to tinker with the TARDIS to give her back a voice while Murray Gold's Madman with the Box was playing. Pure bliss. Mm. Rather like the start of Amy's adventures at the end of the 11th hour. And yeah. wasn't the confidential that accompanied this superb as well? Yes, it was. Those Classic scenes projected across the TARDIS give me chills, especially one where they show the scene of Ian touching the TARDIS, proclaiming it's alive on exactly relevant spot on the t exactly the same relevant spot on the TARDIS door, and the script excerpts read by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, perfection. Yeah, Gaiman said he was looking to see if a novelisation is viable. Let's hope so. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. And aside, I would as well. Yeah, I would mm. definitely buy that. Yep. Moving on to the Ganger two-parter. It was okay. <laughs> a bit like last year's Silurian two-parter. Very much. Take it or leave it. Two-parters with a huge arc development at the end. Good, but not spectacular. The final was very good, I thought. I liked the Doctor's army characters. I liked the Mitchell brothers' nurse and the <laughs> fat man character. Although, uh, although before mm. the chop, how could you tell if he was choking? Amy's wheezing and groaning on their <laughs> wedding night shenanigans. <laughs> it wasn't her, it was Idris. Two women on one night, Rory, you lucky man. <laughs> I'm on the same wavelength that we haven't had a distinct confirmation that the Ringer, Regen girl is River. It's definitely implied heavily, but yeah. not confirmed. No. But if it is her, then a as a human... God, what does that mean for TV, the TV movie? Does she get the whole 13 cycles or just one or two? All in all, an enjoyable series, and I look forward to the second half, Scardis. Thank you, Scardis. Mm, thank you. Well, we don't even know if they get 13 regenerations now or unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively unlimited, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 we've had we've had a war. We've seen tinkering. We've seen the introduction of the psychic paper because of the war. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they used pre-war timelines only went thirteen, but because of the nature of the war, the genetic 
particles have been tinkered with, and now they've got, what is it, 507? Why not? <laughs> or the fact that whoever it was that said, right, 13, and let's turn the switch, isn't around anymore to turn the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rewriting history, methinks. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, clearly. Right, we have another letter here. Oh, yeah. A letter from a first-time writer, oh, Kirby hello. Bartlett Sloan. Hello, Kirby. I love the surname. <laughs> <laughs> Sloan. Hello, team. Hello. hello. And hello to the immensely fantastic, befezzed and eye-patched royal head of poetry, <laughs> whose existence I thought was simply in cyberspace, i.e. imaginary, <laughs> until I saw the pictures from Gallifrey One. <laughs> yeah, he's there, he's real. <laughs> and the, uh, the video. Mm, yes. Yep. On the uh, Late Late Show. Yes, yes. That's the head of poetry there. That I was... am now unable to watch any Third Doctor episode <laughs> without thinking about him while the credits roll. <laughs> Poor lad, we do apologise. Yes. And incredibly, incre- and incidentally, hello to all the other various cardboard cutouts, hats, eye patches, scarves, plastic figurines, adiposes, etc. The watch over you all as you record the podcast. Moist undies. <laughs> you all, that's the plural second person phone noun that the English language so desperately needs that nobody seems to remember unless they are from the United American south <laughs> yeah. i'm kirby of the planet america hello foreign oh. correspondent oh. for the 20 mb doctor who Do podcast, podcast? Yes, but i am not writing to discuss doctor who well what were you writing to us then for <laughs> we are intrigued i suspect he says i am writing but yeah but first uh, some background yeah, okay. i'm a long time listener to your podcast I don't remember how long I've been listening to you. <laughs> Too long, Two by years the sound at least. Of it. <laughs> but I have discovered many other podcasts because of your podcast, including Ooh, the aforementioned 20 MB. Is it MB or 20 megabytes? 20 megabytes. 20 megabytes. 20 megabyte Doctor podcast. Mm-hmm. Indirectly because of Reese Parton's enthusiastic <laughs> feedback oh, yeah, to you, leading yeah. to his own podcast and leading to his enthusiastic promotion of Adam and Alicia Parsons' 20 Megabyte Dot yeah. podcast. Can you put some pat in this? <laughs> breathe, woman, breathe! Reminding me how my own teenage daughters can be immensely unenthusiastic about stuff after being very enthusiastic about Doctor Who, <laughs> leading yep. to me sending feedback to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast for a chance to win a packet of Bassett jelly babies <laughs> all the way from the Isle of Wight. <laughs> leading to me spin. winning... Leading to my winning of some packet of jelly babies, would you like some? Leading to my <laughs> sending in audio feedback to Adam and Alicia. Leading to my now weekly foreign correspondence to 20 Megabyte Dot 2 podcast. An amazing and dare I say it, staggering times of the day due to the time difference between the foreign city of Nashville, Tennessee, Planet America, and Britain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but enough of that. <laughs> Good grief, man. I think he listens to podcasts. I think he probably listens to too many podcasts. It's all a bit nepotistic, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Really? Oh, completely. Yeah. I wish Obsessed. to thank you for your segment on podcast 107 about Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Oh, yes. Hey. yes. I was vaguely aware aware of the existence of Neverwhere but had not given it any thought until you brought it up in the podcast. (laughs) 
My 13-year-old daughter loves Gaiman's Caroline book and movie, and I have several of his books, fiction mm. and non-fiction, including the original 1988 Don't Panic Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh, Galaxy oh, Compendium. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. My girls and I love the recent Doctor Who, the Doctor's Wife episode, perfection for a long-time Doctor Who fan like myself. Mm, yes. Intriguingly, <laughs> I thought as you waxed enthusiastically about Neverwhere. I put the DVDs onto my Netflix queue and Netflix. waited for them to arrive. What the hell's a Netflix? <laughs> Netflix is their uh, DVD rental service. Oh, right, post. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm behind the times. <laughs> I just finished a two nights viewing of Neverwhere. I did the other day as well. <laughs> Neglecting my assignment from Adam Parsons to watch Terror of the Vervoids. <laughs> oh, I quite like Terror of the Vervoids. Terror of the Vervoids is okay. Doctor, Doctor, there's something nasty <laughs> in the ducting. Vervoids! <laughs> <laughs> Which I will reassume watching tomorrow as it will be discussed on the next 20 Megabyte Dot 2 podcast. Mm. Which, given your podcasting schedule, may or may not have gone out by the time you read this. <laughs> sure, actually. It's only will be by the time it's released. Yeah. Time travel, yeah. timey-wimey and that kind of Yeah, it's all, it's all very nebulous. Thank yeah. you so much for nudging me to watch Neverwhere. What a story and production. I will definitely be purchasing the DVD. I will also be looking for the comic book, also a graphic novel, <laughs> and the regular novel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Words fail me about Neverwhere. The story was just fantastic. The cast was just fantastic. The locations were fantastic. <laughs> I want to visit London. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson Joseph needs to be the 12th Doctor. <laughs> yes! yes! That's yeah. why I was looking him to be 11th. Yeah. yeah. And it was so strange to see Peter... Capaldi yeah. as a fallen angel instead of being a Roman in Pompeii or a civil servant caught up in the events he could not control because of the four, five, six. Yeah. I always think of him as uh, the guy f- in the thick of it. Thick of yeah. It. Yeah. 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 I, I have to say, I have watched Neverwhere since these guys reviewed it, and I am with you here. It is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, Kirby. Bartlett Sloan with the best <laughs> name we've got. One of the 17.6 Americans who understand and appreciate your occasional references to the Goon Show with your various voices and quotes. Ying Tong, you like Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I would like to say, if you enjoyed Neverwhere, mm-hmm. then I really would suggest you pick up the books the books that Adams just recommended. Yeah, yeah, Rivers. It's called uh, something different in America. It's called uh, Midnight Riot. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Rivers of London. Rivers, it, uh, Rivers of London. And also the... Kate Griffin. Kate Griffin's Matthew Swift books, which is Madness of Angels, Midnight Rare, and The Neon Court. Mm. I'm hoping to do a recommendation of those little three mm. later mm. on. And if he doesn't, I will, because as soon as Keith finishes them, mm. I devour yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, excellent stuff. Okay, we have another a short one here from Mr. M. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Maybe coherent, we'll see. <laughs> short doesn't I'm, I'm mean not, coherent. I'm not reading it, so it might be coherent. <laughs> I am, no, not much better. Uh, hello, team. Hello, hello Mr. M. M. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter Thing Snow. Pardon? Harry Potter Thing Snow, apparently. Okay. New DHP2 trailer. Deathly Hallows Part 2 trailer. Yep. OMG. Oh, ah. my God. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. I love it. Dementors over Hogwarts. Yes. I know what he's on about now. Yes. Fire in the Room of Requirement. Yeah. Serious Talking to Harry. Resurrection Stone. Explosion. Mm. Snape. 
Voldemort's going, yeah. <laughs> Sigh. Anyway. Yes, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yep. I saw the trailer the other day. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Pottermore coming soon. What is it? Mr. M. Ah, uh, yes, that's... Uh, website or that's the new website by uh, Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if it's been released, but it is yet. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the trailer for Deathly Hallows Part 2 has been described to me... I've seen it, but it's also been described as Saving Private Potter. It is a bit, <laughs> isn't it? Really? Yeah. It really is. It's all the battle bits. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All the heroic stuff, including Harry grabbing hold of Voldemort and saying, let us end as it began and throw themselves off the top of um, the Hogwarts. castle. Oh, really? Hogwarts. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read the book, but I don't remember that. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I see it. They... But that could be in the dream bit after Harry and Voldemort has yeah. the body. Um, um, it, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without giving too much away <laughs> for those that haven't read it. has been a while. <laughs> Yeah. Tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't no, like it no up. No doubt we will be talking about that, reviewing it when yes. it comes out. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. When is it out? Shortly. 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 Yeah, mm. they're trimming the trailers, so... Mm. And we have some audio feedback. Ooh. Ooh. I'm pinning back my luggles even as I speak. <laughs> right, we have a bit of audio feedback here from Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, team. It's Reese. Just sending in some Hello. feedback to cover... The frankly superb A Good Man Goes to War. And also, just a couple of things raised in the podcast. So first off, yes, Adam, you're what? right. It's Am a projection, I? the Amy Ganger. But in the yep. beginning of the first episode, all the people in harnesses were aware that they're projections as well. Amy wasn't aware, so she was properly scared, as she said. And she yep. felt all the emotions that you would have with somebody with that air that I'm going to do something... Nasty to you, which yeah. is in, you know, That's true. to the, the gang and kill it. it. And the doctor had that air about him, so she would have all f- still felt the emotion. So it was still terrible and Murder. not a good thing to do. I'm doing that for Cal. You're right. <laughs> Fake Keith and I are right, and whoever else agreed is also right. Next up, <laughs> BBC, stop it. have confirmed that there's going to be no full season of Doctor Who in 2012. Shoot somebody now. Anyway, <laughs> calm myself down by talking about one of my favourite episodes, A Good Man Goes to War. For right. me, this is tied with The Doctor's Wife, and it's definitely in my top ten. And I agree mm. with Adam that it gets better every time you watch it. I've watched yeah. it about <clears throat> six times now. Wow. Yeah, I am <laughs> addicted to this episode itself. It is brilliant. Favourite things? Writing. The writing was really good. I mean, everything that goes with dialogue, characters, especially an example of both of them is Thin One and Fat One. Great characters, and there's a great line. Whether thin, fat, gay-married Anglican Marines, why else, why would we need names as well? That was excellent. And of course, we've got, you know, Commander Strax, DeLorean, Moldavar, Jenny and Vastra. And of course, one of my favourites and one of the most attractive, <clears throat> Lorna Bucket, who I have fallen in love with. <laughs> Bouquet. <laughs> yeah, I had quite an uh, interesting viewing of this, what with Amy and... We don't with, anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Too much information. Okay, just if you want a comparison, imagine El Presidente when he was watching t- um, Time and Space, and then you... No, no, I, no. You. That, no. That's a bad thing. Stop mm. it. Stop Still it Still trying to get the stains off the carpet. Yeah, <laughs> entire box of Kleenex. <laughs> I love this episode. And 
Whilst I agree with Adam that the reveal was very simple on who River Song was, I think we've got to remember this is aimed at families and, when it started, generally 8 to 12-year-olds. So mm. think about it. If you were 8 when you were watching Silence in the Library and you got to this, it would have been, wow, wow. That was years ago, so you spent ages trying to figure out who River Song is. It would have been quite brilliant. So I don't think they need to make it more complicated. I think maybe we just need to be taken on an emotional journey because whilst we called it and we said yeah we think that river is amy's baby the execution was superb i mean alex kingston uh, joe from the flashing blade described it perfectly she knows how to steal a scene and she did an excellent <laughs> job in that <laughs> so i can forgive that because it was just excellently executed because murray murray gold's amazing music was really top of its game there excellent just to cover some of my favorite things and a theory now at the beginning you're all very true and correct in saying, uh, well, Tony and Adam have pointed out, they're very true in saying there's this look of horror on River's face when she sees Rory for the first time. Yes. That is, I think, because she is a future River. Yes. And, um, yeah. You're right. She's got, you know... Event, the river we see at the beginning is a later than River turns yeah. up. Prior to this, yes. as Adam put it. Yeah. And she's probably just killed Rory, so I agree with you there. And I'm not sure about that. she's shocked, shocked to see him. But how does she know and why does she know that she can't appear there until a certain point? And it's kind of it's yeah. kind of Moffat using the Blinovich limitation effect to conveniently write into the plot in convenient places because if you look at the Big Bang, sonic screwdrivers, when they touch them, and, <laughs> and zapped, whereas if you look at A Christmas Carol and Time and Space, no effect there. Time and Space, I guess the Amys didn't and hit Adam if he makes a comment, or Snickers, that <laughs> uh, come into contact with each other. I mean, they interacted, but not physically. So <laughs> I suppose that didn't happen, but, you know... Mentally undressed each other. Sardics <laughs> hugged each Stop other. Stop it! Also, um, oh, on the hitting Adam if he makes a disgusting joke... Too late. Karen Gill Gillen covered in white stuff line was horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, we've already had Don't that. Yeah. do it again. <laughs> what was my rule about hitting him whenever he made one? <laughs> anyway, luckily that rude joke doesn't ruin such a very disturbing scene And Karen Gillan was extraordinary there She mm. was hugging her baby, it turns into the goo And even if Adam's going to be sitting there sniggering Because he said a joke about her being covered in white stuff I mean, her clothing was white, so yeah, she'd been covered in white stuff the whole episode <clears throat> Anyway, um, <laughs> that, was, that was realistic That was, oh my god, that was hard that was heartbreaking to watch and I bet really hard to act. So hats off Karen Gillan and hats off Matt yep. Smith. You yep. did a great job. But here's my crazy theory. Back to yeah. why River couldn't turn up until a certain point. I think that she can regenerate and what happens is there's a line in The Impossible Astronaut towards the end no. where she says to Rory, what was it? She, she, uh, the Doctor met her when she was a little girl. She knows a lot about the universe and she knows the gamma forests the people of the Gamma Forest's language. So, I yep. think that either she was, you know, she's just very knowledgeable and she's travelled through time and space and found out all these wonderful things, or she can regenerate, she goes to the Gamma Forests, and as another incarnation meets the Doctor when she's young, um, mm. doesn't know much about him, regenerates, or same incarnation, is Lorna in this episode. This is a big random theory and probably even put in there as a red herring by the right. pretty mm -hmm. clever writer that Moffat is. Thus, she doesn't know much about him at that point because think about their timelines. 
as he knows more about her, she knows less about him. She, Lorna Bucket, kind of, you know, pond, bucket, river, water theme there. I bet that's the red herring <laughs> bit that's making me think, ah, oh, they're, the they're the same person. The but I'm sure she couldn't turn up because Lorna was still alive, and she's not quite dead yet, and as soon as they leave, she regenerates or something like that, or river, mm, I don't know, because the doctor told her to get everyone home, maybe she makes Lorna regenerate? I don't know. Sorry, now, I'm not. hoping she... Lorna comes back because she is <laughs> number one very beautiful to <laughs> I'm in love with her and um, so she look good but in also three I think she'd make a really good companion uh, there, there's a checklist that comes from your podcast somebody wrote in when we found out Amy Pond's name they said they were hoping she wasn't from the modern day and fake Keith and Jean agreed but I guess that's because they're kind of a bit tired of people like Rose and Martha I don't know <laughs> yeah apparently so because it's a bit of a touchy subject never mind uh personal opinions and all no, but, um, <laughs> so one she's not from the current time two she's beautiful three i wanted to be back um four um there was also when you did your review of the sontaran the sontaran stratagem in the poison skies wow. yeah. or sky you said it would be really interesting to have somebody with military training like yeah. Ages back, the brigadier could have travelled with the Doctor, sadly, mm. can't now. Rest in peace, Nicholas Courtney, you wonderful man. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But, um, you know, somebody with military training, travelling with the Doctor could be interesting. Yeah. And also, That's she's based her life around meeting him again. Now, that also is another hinting to why Amy. would she want to meet him again? River has this really interesting relationship with him, and that could add to their their story, the Doctor and River's story, so she could be River, but, you know... She's wanting to meet him for a long... She's been wanting to meet him for a long time, so mm-hmm. then you kind of get this disappointment that he's not a great warrior and all that work joining the clerics, getting this military training and all that is kind of wasted. But I still think it'd be really interesting. Tell me your thoughts. And mm. also, I put the... Um, I started a Facebook group to get um, her back, by the way. <laughs> but I put the link up to the Vassar and Jenny spin-off thing to <laughs> your Facebook group too, so... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go and have a look at that. Um, before I go, just to cover a few more quick things, I might have to cut some of this out uh, <laughs> quickly. Gene, you don't quite understand the Doctor's rebooting or resetting of the universe in the Big Bang. He didn't reset it as in the dreaded term we don't like, reset button. He restored it. Um, best way I could compare it to is, certainly with Windows <laughs> computers, um, Restore points. You have a system restore. You have a restore point at some point. The Pandorica was around when the universe was safe, like a computer system being safe. If you get a virus, you can go into system restore and restore it, or, you know, faulty... Roll it back. ...files. You restore it, and it's a restore point. So it's not quite resetting of the universe. Reset button can change time, like going back to Silence in the Library, Saving River, or anything like that. The only thing it really changed is people's memories of it all. And so... Don't know how that works, but the rest of it I, could, I can understand. He doesn't go and change things like that because Moffat knows that would be a cop out, and he wouldn't write something that bad, unless of course it is. And I then don't I'll know. The writer seems to have taken it sometimes and reset. And, you, know, <laughs> you and I can stand on the top of a hill shouting, "Moffat's not as good as people say." Moffat's not as good as people say. But after this story, I will say he is actually. <laughs> but um, you keep saying things like, "Well, he could just reset the universe again," in rather derogatory kind of term. Ah, no offence. Um, <laughs> where was I? Next up, I know I've been going on for a long time. 
memorable di- memorable dialogue from characters such as Strax the Sontaran. Oh, yeah. I've gene spliced myself to produce copious amounts of lactic fluids. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent quantities. Magnificent, yes. yes. That was excellent. Why is that one that uh, one cute quality in the movies? latched on <laughs> Marines. And River's poetic quote as the battle was happening. Such an awesome scene. Very emotional. Lorna got shot. I went, oh, no. Strax <laughs> <laughs> got stabbed. Oh. Lots of things that made me go, oh, but it was also powerful with the music and River's voiceover. But I have been waffling for quite a while, so you'll hear more of my thoughts on my podcast. Plug, <laughs> plug it. Uh, plug, whenever plug. I get plug. around to it. Recording and researching and editing is taking up my time, so uh, yeah. yeah, I can't really be bothered to go back and watch The Rebel Flesh and The Almost People. That's my trouble. So says I blame you. Is <laughs> a, an appeal to anybody out there who wants to help me out. Come on, guest star on my show and uh, help me review... The two-parter. I mean, I like the two-parter, but it's not the best, and I don't really want to watch it again. Not when we have this episode I could watch for a seventh and eighth time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll edit this down because it's actually very long. Uh, is that the edit? Is this the short version? Yeah. Thank you. Hi. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, quickly on, to, on Lorna Buckets, though. Um, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> I've got yeah. a feeling. I, I thought she was a good character. I th- yeah, I I, like, I liked the actress without going into the details like Reese did, but yeah, I think she's dead. And yeah. I think one of the one of the reasons why this whole I had a moment with him and I wanted to yeah. find him again was to be the counterbalance to the Doctor being this warlike character that no one wants to trust because they want to go out to kill yeah. him. Yeah. That's that's mm, turning it back into the heroic character of yeah. someone yeah. I really want to spend time with and. Someone yeah, I trust. That that yeah. moment in his presence is worth all of the. Yeah, is, is worth her life. life basically. Yeah. yeah, it also builds him up as being this great figure. Mm. But for people who actually met him, they see the real yeah. man. Whereas the people who haven't think see the legend. A, mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. evil legend. But I can't see her coming back. No. In theory, the beginning of the next episode may carry straight on. Yeah, and we may see her dead in the background. Mm. But I don't think we're seeing I, I think, I I think, think you might you... see her, depending how young old she was version. in the initial yeah. adventure she had with him, but that will be yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that you may not see her, but you may see the character back yeah. if they do the have actress. a story the in the future side. that involves going mm. to... The Gatherforest. Yeah, wherever it is. The forest. Um, yeah. Because she ran through the forest. And you get the impression that it might be in there somewhere with their only bit of yeah. water in the forest etc right. etc uh, talking about River being able to read their language I think that's nothing more than the function of the TARDIS yeah okay it took Amy a while for it to kick in but River's part Time Lord yeah her connection with the TARDIS would be that much stronger I think she'd be able to read stuff like that straight off yeah My and there's also the question if, if River has wandered around where where has who has she wandered with because there aren't any TARDISes lying around anymore. Mm. Presumably they all got blown up in the Time War. So unless it's another form of time travel device, like a Sidrat or what, what have <laughs> yeah. you, um, she's got to have travelled with the Doctor. Or with Vortex Manipulator. That's it. It's got to be yeah. something... Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. not going to be TARDIS mm. time travel. It's got to be another form of time travel of some sort. Probably. Unless uh, the TARDIS has a baby. Don't think so. <laughs> Not unless it's with Rory, the pretty one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have another bit of audio feedback. It's time from Bob. Is that Hello. sacred Bob? Bob. It is. Ooh. Hello, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Who is this superhero? 
Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? Nah, it's just me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, sorry, I've not been in contact for a while, but uh, I've been ill and busy and all sorts of stuff, so life's got, you know, life's got ahead of me, basically. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just thought I'd uh, give you some audio feedback to uh, save your poor reading voices, because you've been (laughs) plagued with a lot of... Uh, written feedback at the moment, haven't you? <laughs> uh, right, so uh, a couple of things. Um, Going to wade in on the whole Doctor Who uh, in 2012 oh, thing. Yes. Oh, go on then. Let's have I've it. got Do enough faith in Stephen Moffat to know that he will pull it off. <laughs> However... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's bitten off more than he can chew because at the moment he's doing the Tintin movie. He's been doing the he's well he has been doing the Tintin movie. He's been doing Sherlock and Doctor Who, and I think it's a bit too much for him because Doctor Who takes up a hell of a lot of time. Oh yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have enough faith in him that I will let it lie. (laughs) And um, yes, so uh, just to say. Doctor Who. I think we've had a really good half season. Um, I mean, just to go through it, actually, um, first two episodes, I enjoyed them. Um, I didn't love them, but I enjoyed them. To me, it just felt a bit hectic. It's like, oh, we've got to go over here. Oh, we've got to go over there. Oh, good. It felt like they were trying to cram too much into the beginning episode. And... Yeah, as I said, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. The uh, pirate episode... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Parts of it were okay, but it was a bit of a letdown, to be brutally honest. A bit of a damp squid, if oh. you were, will. But um, tish. about the only thing in it that was really Yeah, really no, good. quite nice to see um, Karen Gillan is good at uh, swashbuck- swashbuckling. Um, and... Um, yeah, but there were just too many inconsistencies yeah. with that yeah. one, oh, to be brutally yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the oh. Doctor's Wife, superb. Oh, yes. My favourite of the uh, of the series, um, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole fact of... Um, brilliant lines in there, well oh, done yeah. by Neil Gaiman. Obviously, he's been writing for Who, if in all but name, for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Favorite line in there is, "Did you wish really hard?" <laughs> um, uh, and El Presidente at uh, Comic Con when you go to see um, Karen Gillan to get your photo taken with her. Don't be surprised if you hear a group of us shout that. At um, so um, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. The Rory, although at this point has become the Doctor Who version of Kenny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which I kind of get, but it it, it gets a bit Old. naff. It's a running mm. joke that's not really working anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. However, you know, very good episode. Um, the Rebel Flesh and the Almost People. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. I mean, okay. it's not the best out of the season, admittedly, no. but. It's the fact that 
you know, they were still quite good. I liked the setting and I liked the yeah. prospect. Um, I think it went a bit, especially with sort of <laughs> Jenny Ganger. Oh yeah, uh, it went a bit, uh, a bit like the thing in yes. uh, the, you know the style of the monster yes, and stuff like that. Listen to the commentary. However, it it, it oh, did make you to... think about sort of like who's who and you know who has more right to survive and stuff like that yeah, and you know they obviously switch with the doctor um it were, was sort of like something that in a way came out of left field but in another way you were expecting the thing i want to know is did he really switch with ganger doctor to be uh, to be um make sure he was treated fairly or did he do it specifically to find out or get confirmation, however you want to look at it, that, you know, mm-hmm. of what Amy and Rory and River were keeping from him? What they knew. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and, um, mm. yeah, the, uh, the the ending of the uh, Almost People, yeah, I, I, I was doing my best, you know, Tenth Doctor impression, you know, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> um... However, uh, however, you know, I also insulted the vast of his parentage at that point. I'm not sure I blacked out with rage. Nerd rage, at least. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, and, uh, of course, you know, a good man goes to war. Absolutely superb. Good way to end this half series. Um, the one thing I don't understand is, you know, he says, oh, oh I'm, cro- I'm angry, that's a new one. Well... We've seen him monumentally angry yes. before. Yes, yes. And to name the most recent thing, the Star Whale incident and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. the Doctor is rapidly, you know, becoming someone who loses his temper quite a bit now. But <laughs> um, emo Doctor. Yeah. Um, I think everybody has called the fact that the good man who went to war was Rory. Yeah. Uh, and I think we on the Flashing Blade have called the fact that we think he is the good man that River will kill. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Not sure. Could be either still. But the the thing with this episode was Rory dressed as a Roman. Yeah, he was absolutely kick-ass. But <laughs> whenever, when he came in holding the baby, uh, holding the baby to save uh, Amy, mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I heard, I keep hearing this song in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit naff, I know, but what the heck. Um, and um, I can't watch that episode now because one certain part always cracks me up and it shouldn't do. It's when the doctor uh, sniffs Amy because the baby's, uh, cause the baby's advised him to do it or something. See that uh, scene? I just... <laughs> I, I, I get one word flash through through my mind. Uh, can you guess what that word is? <laughs> it's Purcell. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, God. But, yeah. Um, pretty good. Pretty good series. Well, pretty good average series all round, but it's only half a series. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a theory that, you know, the clunkers are standing out more because it only half a series and we've not got well, as many good ones to cover it up yeah. and I, I kind of agree with that um, but um, yeah so um, 
yeah, that's that, that's all from this series. I think we've had quite a few good ones in this series. Um, so yeah, the next time I'm. I, Probably won't be able to get you some get, do some feedback for you next podcast. However, I th- believe the next time a lot of us are going to be meeting is the um, actually meeting in the flesh. Act, uh, flesh is um, will you or will you be gangers? London mm. Film and Comic Con, which <laughs> yes. obviously you know we need to get to. We need to all get together all the podcasters that are going and sort of yeah, like must, must. not exactly podcast and just have a good chin wag. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, and uh, you can bring the head of Pertwee along. Can <laughs> can the head of Pertwee match get the p- face of Bob? Yes, that's it for me actually. So. Um, Oh. Oh. Hang on, guys. Yes, Commissioner. <laughs> I see. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll be right there. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. I've uh, I, I've got to go. So, um, speak to you later. <laughs> to the popmobile. <laughs> to say in defense <laughs> in defense of the river song kills rory yes yeah i know what everyone's saying but that's on the basis that river song knows who rory is perhaps river song kills rory when she doesn't know who rory is oh, and finds yeah. out who he is which is why she's quite happy to spend time in prison yeah yeah maybe. because she kills him not realizing that she he's her father could do because yeah. yeah. if she's been whipped off as a baby, etc., yeah. she knows now as an adult after she's killed him who he is. Sounds yeah. terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> I know who my father is now. I've killed him and I see him, but I didn't know he was my father when I killed him. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sure. I am your father. <laughs> if it is him, it will be that. Um, mm. But there's the whole question of who's buying the prison. Yeah, who, who convicted her? And yeah, it's all nebulous. What's all that she about? Just handed mm. herself in to whom? <laughs> Whoever would imprison her yeah. and feed her and let her out to parties. Because if... <laughs> and had a really bad security mm, yeah. system. Well, that's true. Because <laughs> if it's the doctor she kills in the first... in uh, The Impossible Astronaut, would they really prosecute her for that? Yeah. Not if he's the enemy. If, if that's who she's given herself up to, his enemies... And even if it's the suit which made her do it rather than her himself who did it. And he gave himself up willingly, too. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. As I say, those first two episodes are going to either be absolute brilliant or absolute doo-doo, but we're not going to find out <laughs> till, till the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I think that is finally it. Yay! Yay! Oh, sorry. Oh, dear, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I had a life once. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. You're right. <laughs> Oh, and so, dear listeners, that brings <laughs> us to the end of another podcast. Ah. Yes, and in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Aye. Aye. More, <laughs> more fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So, until that dis- deluge <laughs> of despondency and desperation and alliteration descends upon us, this is me, Crumbly, saying, "Be seeing you." <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. Mixomatosis. Mixomatosis. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 109, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the side. 
the corporation infringement is intended, and this podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Who would be pulling a gas oven around the cliffs at this time of the morning? <laughs> Lady Docker? Well, apart from her. But there's loads and loads of rivers in London. Mm. You just a lot of them have been like yeah. the River Fleet. That's yeah, they're under the bond. Yeah. Yeah. turned into a sewer. Mm. Yeah, it's been turned Hence into a sewer. Fleet Street. Um, but there's so many under London. Hmm? People just don't realise how many rivers there are in London mm. other than yeah. the Thames. I've, yeah. I've seen Thor, Thor, I've seen yes. X-Men. I've yes. seen, yeah, seen Haven't Thor, seen, seen sex, X-Men, Sex-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Sex-Men? Oh, <laughs> <down laughs> well, Hugh Jackman is in it. Briefly, very briefly. <laughs> it took him hours to learn those two words. Yeah. And the last Huge one was Jackman. off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <all right. clears throat> and I've seen the Green Lantern. It had to be longer in makeup than it was to do yeah, that Yeah, get all the, the hair coffered up and whatever. <laughs> he has two words. <laughs> Wonder how much got paid for that. I can see a bright light. Shut up, you're dead.